Uh, yeah, I remember um, I was watching, I think it was on Hulu or whatever, and I started watching Twilight Zones, and then I recognized, obviously, it looks the same, but he's just a little bit younger. But the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's the grandpa from fucking Problem Child. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's his name, Jack Warner? Jack Warden. Warden. Warden, yeah. It was actually a pretty good episode. Uh, you know, the solitude of man, like how a guy can go crazy, just, right. you know, whatever. Hey, folks, welcome back. We just finished watching a, a Mojo Top 10 Twilight Zone episodes, and uh, we're, we were laughing about how... Um, the Simpsons have tainted it in a good way, though. But like, uh, <laughs> once they, um, you see, you know, I famously, not famously, but I've said it on the podcast a few times how it kind of ruined One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for me because yeah, in the, yeah. that moment where you're supposed to cry, it just reminds you of Barney, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in the water fountain, everything's perfect and just uh, busts me up, man. Yeah, uh, man. But uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can tell the Simpsons writers or uh, you know Twilight Zone freak shows or not. I mean, uh, uh, fan fan freaks whatever uh what do you think like because people say it's the first nine seasons or uh and some people say it's the first 11 seasons where do you think it stopped uh being as good as it was um i think there, there's almost like a, like a slight like uh like a like a grace overlap maybe i say like within the 10 maybe like like the, the first nine are solid and then from the 10 and 11 that's when you kind of notice the shift right you know and from there it's like oh it's still good but you could see how it's starting to change a little bit uh, I, and most people credit with the uh, their jump the shark version of what was the uh, Armin Tarzarian uh, episode with the uh, uh, oh, uh, Seymour Skinner right. he's not Seymour anymore oh uh, yeah go ahead excuse me we are recording at 720 so this is a little bit of daylight left we're doing an early show <laughs> Uh, yeah, most people credit The Simpsons with kind of falling apart around that episode. Right. But there were still good episodes after that. It's mm-hmm. just that that is kind of when it started. Okay, let's, that's the we hit a zenith, and now that's we're we're on the downslope. For you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean. And don't get me wrong, there's still good episodes that shine every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, even the the Halloween episodes, those are guaranteed to be really fun. Even right, the new right. ones are still really really fun. They still have like their. Like even the twi- like whatever the twists are, I mean, you can still enjoy it even if you're like an old school fan, you know. Yeah. Or get, or move the microphone. Yeah, if, you know, you're an old school fan, you know, you could still like appreciate it. Like, okay, that's still pretty cool, you know. They have to kind of take it up a notch a little bit. I think maybe it's just a familiarity or nostalgia when you watch a newer episode. I've mm-hmm. actually been watching a lot of The Simpsons, you know, because FX has been so oh, right. whenever there's like you know, there's always nothing to watch. You know, like good old Simpsons, which I, I kind of do that now. <laughs> I've been doing that between yeah, actually FX, FX, SX. Oh, wait, FX, X and, yeah, uh, and FX because I've been uh, they. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Vice. Vice also has this thing where I think they only own like three shows, but they're always showing Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, OK. Uh, so it's I'm always like when there's nothing else to watch, either put on some Simpsons. Mm-hmm. That's always on or, or Always Sunny. And both are good in their own, you know, whatever. Like they're rewatchable, obviously. Yeah, know. the rewatchability of uh, it, it's a little bit rarer nowadays, and, and I think m- mostly just because the plot demands surprise for newer shows. So you're mm-hmm. driven. So once you kind of already know it, you're good. You know, that yeah, was great, yeah. but I'm good. Like how much? Like I don't know. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. But is Game right. of Thrones rewatchable? <laughs> kind of not. But it doesn't mean that it's not watchable. Right. It's not rewatchable. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure. Uh, is it just uh, maybe the content or just the length or it could be just 
uh, yeah, probably a little bit of both. But I think even because Black Mirror, I feel the same way. Like the only uh, because a lot of that is the twist, very much like Twilight Zone uh, episodes. Right. But um, a lot of that is I like to re- if I do rewatch them, it won't be by myself. I want to watch it with somebody else and then talk about that episode. Oh, okay, gotcha, you know what gotcha. I mean. So, so I think a lot of that because they're. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that's the best show on television right now, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. And I've I've expressed that to you. I, I've told it on the podcast. But I think it's like. Yeah. Uh, it, it is rewatchable, but I also don't. I don't want to rewatch it by myself because I'm. I'm already. I I want to rewatch it with somebody else and then get some, get their intake yeah, from feedback. It. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I really oh, don't okay. know if I can see myself doing that with like Game of Thrones or Westworld or anything like that. I mean, I've heard good things about Westworld. Same thing with Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched either of them. Same. Um, but uh, damn, what the hell am I watching right now? Yeah, who are you? I'm trying to, um, I think it just depends. Like on like uh, lunch. Like I'm watching Numbers. It's like an old show from like ten years ago. Numbers. Hmm. It's a. I guess it's based on you know just like true events where uh, there's like a guy that works at the FBI and he has like this uh, very smart uh, mathematician brother mm-hmm. who uses like math and stuff to like help him solve like you know the crimes and investigations. Yeah, and stuff. actually, that's been sounds pretty brilliant. I only found out about it because after I finished watching uh, Lie to Me. Yeah, that, I was just going to talk about rewatchability. It can't be length because Lie to Me was an hour long show, and I love. I, I, oh, absolutely. I've, I think I rewatched that by myself like uh, like three, four times. Yeah, I think like twice. Yeah, for me. yeah, that was a good one. That's so interesting. So, what is it? What I, what makes a show rewatchable? It can't just be because you love it, right? Because I love, like I said, a lot. You know, people love. Like Game of Thrones, but that's not rewatch. You know what I'm saying? I keep using it as an example, but I want to use a show that I actually watch that I don't rewatch. Like, th- I think it may it might just depend on the taste because you know there's people like say Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. I've heard people talk about it where they've like I've actually re- rewatched it three times. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one. Yeah, and uh, so, so um, could it be taste? I mean, I don't know. No, no, because that's whether like, you like something or not. I'm talking right. about liking it or disliking it. I'm talking about rewatching it. Like, it it, it doesn't mean that the show's not good. Not great if it's if it's not rewatchable you know what i mm-hmm. mean i think movies are like that too like i don't know if i'd watch it again but i'm glad i did see it you know what i mean in the, oh, like, there's some movies like that i guess yeah because yeah. i don't get me wrong there's like uh for me i always found like quentin and kevin smith oh, Wes anderson yeah. those movies are rewatchable Absolutely. like i really want to go through movie. it and go through it and go through it but there's other movies where i'm glad i saw that that was a great film but i don't know if i'd, I'd uh unless i'm for an event or something like that, I'd, I'll go through it again. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And I don't know if it has anything to do with how much I like the movie or how good the movie maybe is. Maybe the content, maybe? Uh, like, uh, does it maybe, maybe hit a certain spot where it's like, oh, wow, you know, that that maybe that was a really emotional movie. Or yeah. Really, it struck an emotional core with me. Yeah. But, like, okay, like, I experienced that. Like, I'm good, you know? Yeah, that's how. That's more of the the takeaway I get from things like that. But I also the the emotion. I don't. I don't know. I'm not like scared of the. Uh, oh, that movie got me really emotional. I don't want to watch that again. I don't. I'm never really like, scared of that. Maybe experience. not that. Maybe just the fact that it just got you. You know, I'm not saying like you have to be in tears or maybe something that makes you angry. Or but that that won't. That's not a contributing factor to why I won't watch it. Is what mm. I'm saying. Like it, to me, if anything, that's makes it even more emotional. Like oh, I oh I am a human. Okay, I do feel things. Oh, okay, <laughs> no, but like uh, what's a good like. Maybe it is the length thing, because I'm thinking of like a good like Gone with the Wind is a perfect example. Oh, okay, it was a pretty good movie. I don't know, but and I'm glad I saw it just because you. Like, if I consider myself a film, but you kind of like have right. to. Oh, okay, it's a notch in the belt kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, but I was like, oh shit, this was a good movie. Citizen Kane, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, actually, that man, that's not fair. Well, Casablanca is like that, but I just yeah. it was on the other day, and I just rewatched. I own it, so I've seen it a few times, like more than five. And and that's really rewatchable to me. Damn it! Why? Mm. And it's not like it's anything that much different from like a Citizen Kane or a, mm. 
What about, like, say, like, Schindler's List, for example? I've seen it once, and I don't think I'd rewatch it. Yeah, same. Yeah, right? It's a, like... And it's a great film. Right, right. Sophie's Choice, perfect example. And that's, that one's emotionally heartbreaking. But a longer movie, Deer Hunter, is, okay. speaking of Meryl Streep, and I've, and I've rewatched that movie, like, ten times. That was a good one. And it's longer, one. and it's... Even more kind of hard, not more. Well, who's to say what tears your heart more? But you well, know I mean, what I mean. There's an intensity to it, you know. Like, Man, you know, what is it? <laughs> I mean, because like, it, like it, you know, it starts off, you know, they're you know, like friends or whatever, you know. Then like all, you know, the war thing, like, just takes it like to this whole other extreme. Yeah, Maybe, could it be that? You know, like it takes you out of your comfort zone. Right? And I it's usually hate. Effective. I hate war movies too. I don't really watch them. That's so weird. I wonder what it is. What about you? What's rewatchable for you? That's wouldn't like it's too long to be watched. It's not like, supposed to be rewatchable or whatever. Uh, damn. Uh, like for me, The Aviator. Really? I see. You know why? Like, I don't know why, man. Like, I because I know we've talked about it a lot of times. There's a lot. The performances are great. Yeah, going to find it. That's kind of why. The only oh reason. yeah. yeah <laughs> but I don't know, man. There's something like. For me, there's not really much of a like a dropping point where like there's a part of the movie where I'm like, oh, I could fast forward through this. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, it, you know, they tell the story, you know, ups and downs and all that. But to me, they they each one like it still like holds me. Okay, this part was good, and then that part was good, and then it takes me back down. Like it's like a, like if if you were if you were uh, you could do the magic editing, you would you cut it down to like an hour movie. I'm and pretty just sure put you your could, favorite. You could do that. Just but. put your favorite parts. I mean, you could do that. I'm pretty sure you could do that with anything. Yeah. You know, if you really wanted to, but I think it's fine the way it is. You know, I like. But you don't rewatch it. Yeah, like if it's on, like I'll watch it. Like no oh, matter okay. where it's in, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. You know, like sometimes they pass it. You know, it's like oh shit, this is on. You know, especially like if nothing else is on, it's not really like oh I guess I could watch it. Mm-hmm. It's like oh shit, it's on. You know, like there's still like a like like something where like it's kind of exciting in a way. You know, like like oh that's cool. Like yeah, I'll watch it. Because I like it, you know. I like, you know, the. I don't the, know. Are you a big on bio, bio, biopics? Um, I mean, like, I can say if it's good, sure. But I mean, I don't really know the real story. But it, if like the portrayal is good enough, I mean, it it makes its point, you know. Like, I think I, I like that that Forrest Gumpish kind of thing, where like, especially someone who's had a long life and they just kind of go through his, I, like I especially old Hollywood for whatever reason like movies oh, okay. movies movies set in the 1920s and 30s and 40s of uh of the LA area the Hollywood area oh okay I really something about that kind of um I don't want to say glam cuz not the like word gilded, for it uh, no no just that era that vibe for but but not cuz it's not it like called? 1920s anywhere not 1920s right. New York or like, Jersey or it, it's specifically, specifically that to Hollywood it. and not just yeah. LA but the Hollywood just that uh, I don't know something fascinating about the movie business back then. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe guess, it is I a guess. film buff in me, right? Yeah. Um, like uh, say uh, Black Dolly, for example. Oh yeah, another great one. Or even Hollywood Man. But yeah, because oh, yeah. they're kind of like came around at the same time and similar premises. Yeah, and true stories of guys that you know murders alleged murders on the uh, second like one. Christopher Reeves' death. George Reeves. Yeah. George Reeves. Also. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know they're. They, they, they're obviously both, you know, um, different movies about different things, but it still has, like, this feel. And I think, like, you know, there's, like, that... Almost creepy feel, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Th- that's exactly what it is, you know, especially with, like, um, Black Dahlia. Like, you know, throughout, like, the whole movie, you know, it has, you know, it's very noir, you know? Mm-hmm. I think, you no, know, it was that's that what big, I like. You know? and, and it's, I think, I like that they both give you that feel. Like, in Hollywood Land, there's a, there's a scene where, it, I think it's just, like a, like, a straight shot scene where, like, it's just, it's like a point of view... Where like you're walking into the house, 
like the door's open and it's like all black like mm-hmm. you're just walking into the house and it's all dark and I don't think anything really happens but just that is so creepy to me. yeah like you know it's like oh man that's a really good scene and that's kind of how I feel about like you know there's that dark side of old Hollywood did you ever see yeah. like even a, a lighter movie not not to be so dark but a uh, Hail Caesar did you get a chance to see Hail no, Caesar no it's on, it, it's know. I think you can get on demand now but it's of uh, you know um, Coen Brothers film mm. and you know James Brolin is awesome in it uh, but that the film gives a good um like a lighter side of the description but it still feels creepy too mm. you know uh, another film that well James Brolin was also in it was the uh the gangster squad oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the movie actually isn't that good oh, hold on, give me a yeah. quick second the movie actually isn't that good but it has good parts in it and it's kind of yeah, fun exactly you kind, know, yeah it's kind of fun of things throughout to like ironically like some of, a lot of the characters are kind of annoying um uh, was it Emma Stone? Emma Stone's oh, kind of annoying yeah. in it. Ryan Gosling's kind of annoying in it. And I'm surprised because I really like Ryan Gosling in his right. other films. I, I, I don't like it when he's... Um, because I, I wasn't a big fan of uh, Crazy Stupid Love, if you ever got a chance to see that one. No, I saw that one. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, liked, liked, it, it, you know? I, I liked it too. But his character in it, I didn't find... I don't like it when he's aware of his sexiness. Is that fair to say? Oh, okay, and he... Like he's exploiting it for the role, maybe, or taking it a little too. Well, that character that it's not him, but the character he plays when he's cocky, because he was cocky the whole, the whole, the whole in, movie, in both yeah. th- both those films. And the char- the character him as cocky doesn't work to me. Right. Uh, I don't find him like you know. Sometimes a, a cocky guy is charming, or or uh, the confidence is you know it's he, you know when you borderline confidence and cocky. Okay. And for him, it doesn't work quite well hmm. because I think it's too pretentious. And I, I get it that the role supposed to be played that way, but some people play that role and it works for them, you know, like, okay, oh, okay you know, the, the kind of the jackass role, but uh, the cocky jackass, but it, it, he can pull it off. Uh, uh, um, not Brad Pitt, fuck it. Well, yeah, Brad Pitt too, but I'm in uh, Chris Pratt. He, okay. he, he, he does that role actually pretty well. Chris Hemsworth's another one who plays a cocky jackass, but it, it fits him. <clears throat> it doesn't fit Ryan Gosling for a reason. I think it's, mm. it seems too for, uh, superficial. Like for him, it, I don't know if he's a good enough actor to pull it off. Uh, huh. And and that and that's not fair to say because the films where I think he's really good are the ones where he's not playing that what you would expect of him, okay. and like uh, Only God Forgives or Drive oh, okay. or Drive films like those two where he plays that that loner that serious he, very subtle the subtlety of it yeah, he, he's really man subtle. he's really really good at that even the Notebook to be honest with you that like role yeah he, it's yeah. really. Uh, he's playing. That's probably his best in between between playing too cocky of a jackass and kind of settling it down. Where a serious man who's been through stuff a little bit, hmm. and uh, that fits him so well. But the other side does not fit him. It, like you know who else it doesn't fit? Vin Diesel. But you know who it does fit? The Rock. You know, like some people, huh. I can buy it off of them, and other people I can't buy it off of. And I, and I, that's not fair to say too good actors or not. I think it's just like certain roles for you. Uh, stay in your lane type of thing like stick mm. with what works for you because this side makes you come off like a douchebag and this side makes you come off like a badass so you know it's kind of like huh. that but perfect yeah like I said the, the Rock and Vin Diesel are two two sides of that same coin because when the uh, the Rock says a really in the the movies are great and cheesy and fucking ridiculous but the <laughs> Fast and Furious movies right? Oh, right, right so when the Rock pulls off some last uh, badass line like oh yeah hell yeah that, when the Vin Diesel says it I rolling my eyes so fucking hard like Tony well, Stark like, in that meme. <laughs> yeah, shit. in that same movie, the one in Fate and the Fury, whatever the Fast and Furious movie is, the Rock says something. Yeah, hell yeah, man. The Vin Diesel says something rolling my fucking eyes. Shut up, dude. You know, <laughs> yeah, just don't buy it coming off of him. Hmm. But don't. Get, and Vin Diesel's done good movies where where he actually plays like, hey man, you can 
why don't you do more shit like that? Because oh, it, like you, the pacifier. Yeah, yeah that's what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, things like that where like yeah. hey, this, this, this look, this comes off good on you, or you know, uh, and you don't look like a fucking douchebag like in the other right. movies. I don't know. To me, I, it, it, it's weird with well actors. Oh. Uh, when they go outside of their not necessarily comfort zone I don't want to say that because that's what acting is you're supposed to be able to play a bit right, of right. but some people it doesn't look good on you that cocky jackass doesn't look good on you man you know that. and I feel for that the same way on Ryan Gosling it's probably in a good way it's a good thing that you don't come off good as a cocky jackass you know yeah it gives you a little more credit that like maybe that, that that's not who you really are yeah 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 I, I, that's what I, I feel being charted like how do I put it? Maybe it's like say like The Rock, just because you know, you know, he's had a pretty broad career. You know, mm-hmm. like ever, ever since wrestling, you know, they're supposed to be kind of like you know, like their character's supposed to be you know pretty. What's the word I'm looking for? Embellished. Uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like where he could be comical. Boastful. And then and he know. was funny. Oh, <laughs> he, dude. If you ever look up Rock's funniest moments. Dude, he's funnier than uh, some stand-ups, you know. Oh, no, I believe that. And, and, and yeah, maybe that world—you know—he did it for like ten years. That world forces you into a diamond because you're performing almost every other night, right? And you have to be in, improvising all the time, and you have to write those promos, and you're just kind of like, oh, and you're in character, right? So you, you have to be on it, and you have to sell it, right? Because it's not like it's not like they weren't wrestlers, WWE stars. I, I, I was watching uh, the Attitude Era when I was a teen, you know, young teen when yeah, I yeah, liked yeah. it. So, but it's not like there aren't guys that. Try, dude. The same thing in wrestling, right? When you when you have a bad guy who can't sell promos, like, dude, shut up. You're not <laughs> okay. You know what are you gonna do to, to the you know other guy, whatever? And he doesn't sell it. The Rock sells it. Stone Cold sells it. You know, you know <laughs> oh, these okay. guys sell. It. Like, hey, these guys are good at their job. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you can buy it off of some people, and you can't buy it off of other people. Hmm. I guess it's maybe just their personality. That's what I think it is. It's it's just, that's um, what I meant when I said you're not a good enough actor to do this because this doesn't look good on you. And I don't think, you know, right. it's giving you a bad look. You know? Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. This thing, well, or this ain't fooling me, man. Don't do not do, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're you're too nice of a guy or you're too serious of a guy. Don't 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 play this guy. Ew. Oh, okay. No, I get that. That makes sense. Yeah. And don't get right. I really like that. Well, that's what I was talking about with Gangster Squad. Like that role he plays in there, that, that, that good looking uh, com- uh, cocky guy like oh, man I wish they would have gave somebody else that role and he would have played the serious guy or he would have played the uh, uh, oh the role that uh, Robert um, uh, Terminator 2 um, oh Robert Patrick Robert Patrick had in that same film you know he played you know the vet the old grizzled vet in, in, in that squad <laughs> the yeah. squad. And he was awesome yeah I don't know it, 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 it's just what, um, anyway I think we kind of off track but oh, that's what we do here. yeah old Hollywood movies is there another old Hollywood movie or uh, that you like well, just to kind of so like jump out like the whole like you know movies about like that era that also had, like maybe not all of it but like say Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah there's like so, like a couple of, like very you know I don't know if I call it a dark like say the one where um uh, was it H R Maroon mm-hmm. it's where um uh, uh Valiant mm-hmm. like he goes to see him in his office. There's a scene where, like, the gun's, like, sticking in from the blind. Yeah. And it's, like, kind of covered by a shadow, but then you see it, like, slowly turn. Yeah. I always thought that was, that was like, like really, even when I was little. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And I remember I saw it, uh, I think it might have been maybe one or two years ago again. Same. Yeah, I, I rewatched like, it. Oh, wow. You know, like, it's a pretty, it, it's, it has a darkness to it. Bob, you know, Bob like, Haskins really, like, I really wish I would have respected him more when I was younger mm-hmm. because he really sells the shit out of that. He plays the, the, the that, you know, I remember... 
this is before Hugh Jackman. This, before the X Men movies were even a thing. This is back when like Batman hit big in the bit box, oh, okay. box up. So okay. late eighties, early nineties, and they were talking about uh, X Men who would play Bob Hoskins' name, role name came up for the role Wolverine. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He oh. was actually originally going to be. Uh, well, he he was who they wanted and who they figured. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. And you uh you think, oh yeah, short, hairy, stocky. That's Wolverine in the comics. Right. And it's also like not giving a fuck. Like you could see him with a cigar. Imagine if he hit the gym a little bit, get him the cigar, like, yeah, man, that would be Wolverine. That's Wolverine's fucking personality. Who okay. from Roger Rabbit? That's literally Bob Hoskins in that. Or <clears throat> what's another movie where he really plays uh even did you ever see that movie he did with Jet Lee? Uh, Unleashed. Uh, Unleashed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was great in that. I like dude. that movie. He, yeah. He's actually played a really great bad guy in that film. Um, <clears throat> get him on the young. That's what they tell you. <laughs> was it, I believe it was the Jesuit who said that. Yeah. Probably huh? got it from my, my mom. mom. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. <laughs> I, love that. I love that part, man. That was a good one. My mom used to tell me, uh, get him on the young. I said, Jesus. Jesuit. Probably yeah, got that from, from my mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a sick, it's fucking awesome, dude. It's great. I love that. That, that was a great one, man. Bobby Ask is uh, underrated. Rest in peace, man. He's a. Uh, that was a. That was, he, he was. If you ever look at his old roles, like, he really did play a cool. Actually. Fucking Hollywoodland. He was the bad guy in Hollywoodland. Was he? Yeah, he was the main executive. The uh, that was kind of like oh, they yeah, suspected yeah, that he was uh, yeah. behind. You know, orchestrated the the thing. Right. Or got rid of him because he was ruining so and so's career, or whatever. And he played that kind of role, really like no, uh, just business, no kind of feeling emotions. You know, that yeah, kind of, yeah. He yeah. played that great fucking role, man. Like the good, the the Mister Burns type of character, right? You know, the the yeah. rich white guy at the end of the <laughs> road. Burns. Funny. Yeah, man. Yeah, Bob Haskins, man. That was awesome. Yeah, imagine him as Wolverine, though. Like a little bit younger Bob Haskins. Uh, you know, I, I guess you could imagine him in uh, Mario Brothers as far as that comic oh, yeah. book mo- game, you know, <laughs> video game movie, but whatever. Uh, like another, uh, like, Watch Mojo that I saw was like movies that, like, like if they were redone, like, they would be great. And yeah. uh, Super Mario Brothers was like another. I it agree. was on there, you know. <clears throat> how arrogant yeah. of them to set themselves up for a sequel if you remember how they ended it, like, I don't man oh yeah <laughs> that, that speaking remember. of actually a good character actors uh, Dennis Hopper he mm. played another he, I, I think every movie he's ever done he's always been really good Are, have you, you seen Easy Rider did you ever get a chance to see Easy Rider oh uh, yeah I've seen that one before yeah. <clears throat> he was really good um, I think he wrote that movie if I remember correctly did he really he either wrote or directed it one of the two, but he plays. You know why he? Because he has all the best lines. He, <laughs> oh, but he plays like, um, I guess hippie type ish more like free. He has this great like line about freedom. You, you're afraid. People say they want freedom, but they're really afraid of it. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, that might be Henry Fonda, but I think he wrote that that thing. Oh, okay. But there's a great speech about how like uh, they're around a campfire and they're just kind of like looking up at the stars. Talk- it's him, Jack Nicholson, and uh, Henry Fonda. And they have a people. People say they want freedom, but they don't really want freedom. They 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 they're afraid of what real freedom is because real freedom comes with uh, um, uh, no responsibilities, and you want to be told what to do. People in their hearts, you know, hmm. uh, they're afraid of uh, being unleashed with nothing, you know, with nothing <laughs> holding them back, type of thing. Uh, hmm. They're afraid of what what might happen if you really do have real freedom. And it was just I remember that part, like man, that's a great. I was a great one of those movies like you could probably like read that in a book somewhere and then have it highlighted and I'll always stay with you right. Oh, but it man. came from a movie, so you know it doesn't get as much credit it deserves. <laughs> you know, came from some, a movie about bikers. So. Some that they make like memes out of, or not memes, but just like those like quotes that they constantly repost on social media. Yeah, 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 like absolutely. 
<laughs> with some fucking hot chick staring at her oh, ass. And, and it's and it there's an awesome uh Chris Ilya is always going on about this like because he calls it um uh Instagram post of the week. Or Instagram uh, post of the week. Yeah, but he's making fun of like either a douchebag working out or some hot chick dumb bitch fucking with but they're putting an inspirational quote over a picture of your ass fuck you you know oh, okay. <laughs> or so, selfies yeah or it, a selfie to yeah. me like, like it's almost the same thing. he got some shit because he was making fun of uh mother's day mother's day post <laughs> yeah because he was like if you post a picture of your mom and you're posing for mother's day fuck you fuck you if your instagram is private and you do that okay cool because that's for your mom but if you're doing that and you're just putting hashtag mother's day you're you're making it about you and you want to let everybody else know that you're sensitive you're not fuck you okay you're you're gonna do that for your mom fuck you your mom doesn't even use instagram fuck you you know yeah, like, exactly he went into this whole rant and it was awesome i was like yeah man that's so true no i mean i agree but then he posted a pick of his mom and then this whole long thing but it was satire right a lot of people didn't get it but he's posting a picture of uh of an old white lady with a soccer ball and about to shoot like a hoop right <clears throat> and then he goes like mom i love you but you're a dumb bitch yeah i keep telling you that's not how you play soccer you go through this whole thing right <laughs> and then someone caught it in the comments like this isn't even his mom you can see this is a stock photo look at the thing you know like yeah, and then yeah. he replied to that guy like dude i'm dead you got it you know that kind of thing and the whole point was like he's you know on mother's day he's making fun of those people but people don't obviously you know they get the ones that go over their head and they don't get the jokes and blah right. blah, blah yeah they don't it's funny when you watch a movie or a show or something about satire and people are not liking that movie or that show because it's too close to what they think the actual satire is about. You know what I'm talking about when I say that? Mm. What I mean is like, uh, okay, what, what's a movie, a, a satirish movie? Satire? Just uh, out of, out of all? Um, fuck, man, I'm trying to think of something. Okay, so did you ever see Fifty Shades of Black, the Marlon Wayans movie? No, I haven't. Okay, seen so that. it's obviously a rip off of the uh, Fifty Shades. Right. So imagine someone saying like, "Oh, I don't want to watch Fifty Shades of Black. I hate those movies about fucking stupid rom rom com novels and and uh, girls who uh you know whatever who, who mommy porn basically, right? Well, that movie is making fun of those movies, so you're not watching a movie about those kind of movies, right? You know? <laughs> so, but they're gonna miss it. If they don't, they're they're falling for it as if it's actual and not the satire, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's over yeah. their head. Uh, Sunny gets that all the time, right? The South Park is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I hate, you know, when people say, oh, I hate stupid shows. That's a stupid show. Well, you know that show is making... Uh, Team America. Let me get the here. Okay, oh, so okay. Team America is a movie... Perfect example now. It took me a while to get the <laughs> wheels rolling before I found something. Team America is a movie that's literally making fun of the right and the left. They're making fun of it. But mm-hmm. people from the right wing usually love that movie because, yeah, America, right? This is great. Yeah, like, hey, man, you do know that movie is literally making fun of every every kind of like redneck guy who loves that, <laughs> loves America, literally. America. You know that when they seem, you know, when you're singing that Team America fuck yeah song, you're not, they're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it to make fun of people who really like those kind of movies. Right, right. <laughs> America, fuck yeah. And then the left, the left part, let's say you're a leftist and you get that joke. Like, yo, can you uh, realize these, look at these idiots. They don't even realize that that movie's making fun of them. Like mm-hmm. there's literally the film actors guild who is like the celebrity representatives <laughs> <Yeah>. are fags. <laughs> they're fags. They're literally making fun of the soft liberals and, and the fucking, yeah, they're making fun of you guys too, dude. They're making fun of both the left and the right. But people are looking at this movie either going like, yeah, yeah, right on or right on. Like, dude, they're making fun of you and you don't even get that. That's going over your head. You know what? They are making fun of you right now. You know, that's right. That's kind of that's kind of what I mean, and that's oh, okay, that's gotcha. the, the Crystalia post type of thing, you know. <laughs> that's pretty funny, man. Oh, do you um, 
I, I remember seeing uh, a thing on Sister Act. I guess the movie was written for Bette Midler originally. Oh, was it really? Yeah, and I think it was the guy who wrote Midnight Run with uh, Robert Nero and um, the guy from Clifford. Clifford, The dad from Clifford. Uh, Charles Grodin? Charles Grodin, yeah. And uh, you ever seen Midnight Run? I don't think so. It's one of the best. It's not a buddy cop type of movie, but it's... Like one's a criminal and he's on the run after him. He's about Robert Nero's like a bounty hunter on the or a cop after Charles Grobe's oh, character okay. who's on the run, and then they team up like a like a Beverly Hills Cop type of, where one character's the straight man, the other characters. Oh, okay. It's like one of the yeah. odd couple, like an odd couple an odd couple time. It's one of the best ones for check it out if you haven't seen it. That's oh, yeah. really Midnight really run? good. I, gotcha. Midnight Run, yeah, it's it's a great film. If you see that movie, you'll recognize other movies that are always are taken from that movie. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. <clears throat> What's his face is in it too? Uh, he died uh, like a year or two ago. Great character actor, big mustache. Did you ever see Get Shorty? Uh, the first one. The first one, yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking something else. No, is that the Rene Russo one? Or yes, what am I that's the Rene Russo one. Yeah. Uh, fuck. But, who, who, he's the bad guy in it. With the he always had oh, a big shit. mustache. Uh, kind of he played the dad in Jennifer Lopez's dad in um, in uh, Out of Sight. That George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney out of sight. Oh, fuck. Well, I'm it, like he, mixing up all these movies. He's right like now. a mob boss in uh, Midnight Run, and he has this great. <laughs> he he had this great uh, line where he's like talking to his his goons that he sent them after Charles Grodin, and he's like. Is this more on number one? Put more on number two on the phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, uh, but if you if he he's really really shines in that movie. But he plays that that kind. Of, oh, uh, uh, snatch. He played the uh, uh, you know his cousin. You know he's the guy from New York that comes to him and Tony. Bullet to Tony. Oh shit! Um, yeah. uh, God damn it! Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me turn my phone <laughs> off before I fucking jinx myself. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It's not uh, Dan Frank. Mm, I think no. Frank. No, I was thinking Frank L- uh, Langella, but no, it's not. Him. Oh no, 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 him. Not Dan. No shit. <laughs> Fuck, man. You got you know, people are yelling. People that know are yelling at us. <clears throat> yeah, but anyway, he plays a great character in it. But movies like that, that over. Um, you got Dennis it? Farna. Dennis Farna. Yeah, he, I think he died like a year or two ago. Oh, okay. He was really, he's really good at anything he does. Shit, man. So, solid, solid character actor. But that movie's great. And uh, uh, I forgot why I started talking about Midnight Run. What was I talking about that from? Um, Buddy coming. Yeah, it, it's one of the first of that. Check it out if you haven't seen it. <laughs> he was in Paparazzi, too, wasn't he? I don't think I ever saw Paparazzi. What was that one about? No, I, I mean, maybe, I know it's about, no, obviously. I think it was but... Tom Sizemore. Oh, yeah, Tom Sizemore was in that one. What was Papar- Paparazzi about? Like I saw it once again, like... Whenever, whenever it came out, it was uh, like ninety six or seven, right? Was it in the nineties? Well, whenever it came out, it's about a, I guess some guy that gets kind of fed over like the paparazzi's in his life. And yeah, I think he ends up like, I think he ends up killing him or something. And I think Dennis Farna is like the lead detective where he kind of thinks it's him. But, yeah, but the actor or whatever, like the famous guy, you know, he kind of like. I think I've seen weasels. it once, once or twice. Yeah. No, it had to be once. Maybe with my dad. Uh, whatchamacallit I remember um, uh, Speaking of Tom Sizemore I was watching Night Born Killers About mm. 
maybe two months ago. And man, <laughs> it's really got to be about that one and uh, True Romance are some of my favorite quote unquote Quentin movies, and they're mm-hmm. not even like directed by Quentin. But um, I didn't even know that Quentin notoriously hated that movie. Did you know that? Like he, he hated that movie. Yeah, like uh, writers that hate their own work because they got like taken out of con- that try to get their names removed from. So I guess that movie is the reason why he you you don't have uh, written by or script by Quentin Tarantino. You have story by Quentin Tarantino, because I guess originally his story was about something else, and then uh, Oliver Stone, right? Yeah, Oliver Stone. He directed it and kind of made it his own thing that he wanted to go for a different division than when Quentin had it initially. And he Quentin didn't want to do that, but he he didn't he was broke, so he had to sell a script, and oh, he wanted to direct himself, but they wouldn't let him. So he just like okay, I'll just sell the script, and then they took his movie and turned it into in a different direction that he wanted to. And he's like, man, you know what? Don't don't put uh don't don't put this is not my screenplay. You know, just put story by Quentin Tarantino, and you guys do it and add to whoever you know to oh, okay. to writing credits. But I get I didn't know that, and I was like, that's kind of sad because I really really like that movie. Um, there's a great uh, who who she wants revenge. I think it's. Uh, the band, the, yeah. The, the, what's the, what was their one hit song? Girl of uh, uh, tear you apart, tear you apart. There's a great. Uh, it's part of my workout mix, but they put it to the film, so mm. they they edited parts of the movie to go along with uh, t- uh, tear you apart, right? Or which one? Tear you apart is that? Tear what it's you called? apart, yeah. And it actually fits really, really well. Like shit, this song. It does seem like the song was written for that movie. <laughs> hmm. It's really good. Check it out. Like, tear you apart. Just put tear you apart. Natural Born Killer, and you'll see this whole little thing. Or I'll send it to you oh, later. Oh, okay. It's like a video. Uh-huh. Like a YouTube video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube. Oh, video. Okay. I have it on like my workout mix or whatever. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. So, uh, what about you, Dangerfield, man? man? Oh yeah, man. He was a dad in that, huh? Who's the mom? Uh, was shit. it that fat lady? Probably. Like, that was a neighbor in Small Wonder. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. right. It was right. Yeah, yeah. And she was just kind of like happy go lucky. Harriet's mom. Her like shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! I, like I never made that connection. That's crazy. Remember that kind of that that haircut, that hairdo. She had right, that. where like curls in her fucking. Weird yeah, ass crazy thing. shit, man. <laughs> but yeah, like those things that you know where they made like you know her as uh, a sitcom. Juliette Lewis, yeah, her home life is like you know the TV show or whatever. Yeah, was that supposed to be out of her eyes? Like the way she saw it, or is that was just a way of dumbing it down, like uh, like a turn on. Was he commentating like on Middle America with that, like the? It's, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or was you that? Know, through... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or was that supposed to be how she saw it in her life? I think so. You know, like you're watching it because, like, the I think it's the audience that kind of like let you know. You know, like the way that they you know reacted to certain things. The laugh tracks and the yeah, exactly. alls, yeah. You know, especially when, you know, she brought Mickey onto the show mm-hmm. and everybody kind of started cheering. So I, I think it was, you know, favorably towards her. So it probably was, you know, her point of view. Yeah, I guess you're right. It would be her. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like if she's a star. Huh. Interesting. That's cool. Even those shots, man. Yeah, I really, yeah. I don't know. That movie, I it, it, it saddens me that he didn't like the movie. And he, I hate to think that he didn't like the movie just because it wasn't the way he wanted to tell his story. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I wish he could appreciate it for what it is now you know yeah Yeah. uh or you think you're just too jaded from it i don't know i mean i can't really say i can't really look at things from like as quentin tarantino you know no but like if you ever had something like that where it was your vision and it it turned to something else but you're too jaded because you wanted it to be this and it came out as that Hmm. even relationships you could get get into that oh shit 
I was like, oh, she only knows that because I taught her that. Right. Type of stuff. Or as opposed to appreciating the fact that she even knows it now, right? Yeah. I think that it was like a pretty like a pretty big uh, ego element to it. Yeah, it's too, you're too close to it, it, right? To say, yeah. 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 I hate to admit it, but it's true. I guess I don't yeah. blame him then. Yeah. You know. I mean it just saddens that he can't, but at the same time, like, nah, I kinda don't blame him. You're right. Like, that was his baby and now it turned into something else, you know. Yeah. Like uh, I think I might have mentioned it before. Uh, Trent Reznor had this this interview that he yeah. did, you know, um, where somebody asked him about, you know, oh, how do you feel about Johnny Cash covering Hurt? Yeah, and he said, uh, oh, well, it kind of feels like someone's leaving with your girlfriend. Yeah, know? that's a kind of a good way to put it. Yeah, I mean, and like it was written, you know, you can, you know, I didn't hear the audio or anything, but just though it was very lighthearted, like, Haha, well, and it kind of right. feels like. You know, somebody slept with your girlfriend. You right, know? right, right. He brushed out. It was very classy. He wasn't talking shit, you know. But, you know, it, it, he does get his point across where, yeah, it feels like some fucking boning your chick. Yeah, it is weird. That is, that is, I guess that's a great way to put it because it's something that close and dear to you. Exactly. And it's turned into not what you had initially intended for like, it. Like almost like some, I don't want to say somebody perverted your, your vision or something. Yeah, just, that might be a little bit strong. No, not to say that that doesn't happen. Right. Right. I mean, I'm sure that's happened to Johnny Cash lungs. Like, let's 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 ask Johnny Cash. Hey, what do you think of fucking uh, dude from Social D? You know, covering oh, Ring of Fire. Okay, you know? Oh, I hate that shit. You know, like what if he like, said? Yeah. It feels like somebody slept with my wife. You know, what if he said something like that? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, man, that's not rockabilly. Right, right, right. You know, so there's always like some something What's like that. Name for D, uh, Mike Ness. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> Mike Ness. Did you want one of these? Uh, I'm good, man. I got get get the wine. Yeah, but um. I think it's always going to be something like that, you know, where, you know, think of, like, you know, like, old school country and then, you know, how they would feel about, like, the new school. There's always going to be that, like, oh, that shit ain't country, They're, you know. I don't know if it's, like, something, you know, you're just kind of set in your way or... Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, what do you think? It, is that an old person's point of view because they can't, like, adapt to the new? Or is that something that, uh, as you get older, you get over it? You realize it ain't a big deal. Mm. Oh, like whatever it is. It, yeah, it is that's just, it is. like like the. I think to me, like that's a very middle school or high school mentality to have. To be more like, nah, that ain't shit. This is this is the real shit. Like to not to be so like, oh no, I because I knew about this and this is my you know like the OG shit. And, oh, okay, and I'm with you, this. Even like when I was in high school, literally the new metal was a thing, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> and there was a divide between like nobody, like if you like corn, you like Snipknot, you like Marion Manson, fuck <laughs> you. You know, it's all about Slayer, Megadeth, Anthra, you, et cetera. You know, the, uh, even if you go even more deeper, like the Campbell Corpse or Napalm Death or, uh, whatever the, you know, the whole, mm-hmm. if you're into metal, you're into metal and you think that new shit is fucking bullshit. Right. And then you get older, like, hey, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's good music, it's good music. You stop kind of having that arms crossed mentality about everything. Right. I guess you just lighten up. You know? Or the older you get, though, are you, the, are you more stuck in, you know. <laughs> or you just get bitter. Yeah. How does that, how does that, because you either get older and get more mature or you get older and get more bitter, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is there a fine line with that? Like, where there's some things where it's like you just kind of brush it off, and then there's other things where it's like, no, fuck that. I mean, that's going on now with uh, uh, hip-hop. A lot of people are saying, like, this new mumble rap ain't rap. Oh, shit. The shit we had in my day, you know, in the 90s and 2000s, that was the the real gangster rap. That's rap, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't think they had that divide in the 90s when they're like, no one's from, Run DMC's not talking a shit about fucking Tupac and Biggie. You know, they're not saying, like, this ain't rap. Back in my day, it was rap. No, they're not. But nowadays, we have this divide between what's real hip-hop and what's not. Hmm. You know? I don't know if I'm it an authority is... to speak on it. I like 90s just because I like 90s music in general. Right, 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 right. We kind of grew up in an era where 
our songs were written about our cities here on here, so you kind of have a little bit more gotcha. uh, closer closerness to this, you know. But you know, I, I mean, I just don't like mumble rap, whatever. I, I just can't really get into it, you know. The only person I like for me that thing is Lil Tay, that little Asian girl. She's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's not even a rapper. <laughs> Little Tay's awesome. My sister Becky don't like her. Though. Oh man, that's no, like uh, that's what I'm talking about. Like that divide's <laughs> always gonna be there. But I wonder what makes you older and bitter, or older and just more mature about, or letting. I don't want to say mature because that's. Uh, let's. I'm giving you like a bias and. Right. Uh, but just you, you can be like ah, oh, whatever. It is what it is. I not not for me, but you know, you know, it's it's the new age or the new, you, you kind of adapt to it. Country's the same way right now too. Pop country is getting everything. Actually, that's one. I know Wheeler Walker is a satire himself, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, speaking of, but he he really is kind of he's using that to prove a point about what pop country isn't. Like people talk shit about pop country because. Or no, he's talking shit about pop country because he's saying it's basically rap. You just put it with a twang in it, <laughs> and you're not. That's not what country music is. You're, you're fuck out of here with that, you know. And yeah. he's making in his whole persona or that Wheeler Walker persona is the. It's a kickback to the old days of you know Bocephus, George Jones, of, <laughs> yeah, of George Jones of uh <laughs> of even you know the uh, old school Johnny Cash, you know the, the outlaw country type of mentality. Oh, okay. But in, in trying to get away from whatever's popular, you know, this pop, you know, it's obviously Georgia, Florida line is the easiest to go after. But everyone else is in that same boat, you know, hmm. all that fucking bullshit. Carrie Underwood, all that. <laughs> Even Taylor Swift when she came out was all country. I never got her. I don't know why she's so popular. <sighs> she's hot. She's white. That's why. <laughs> basically. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That yeah. what so when when people say I don't know why she's so popular like, well or anybody when anything is so popular I know what's popular I know why Big Bang Theory is popular <laughs> it's because fucking people are stupid anything that's popular more than likely is because people are stupid uh, nothing gets popular when it's not like the masses don't love the niche cliche the indie stuff the really good stuff the mm-hmm. niche love whatever's popular and formulated for them it, it's easy it's easy uh, easily accessible it's easier to understand you don't have to think much that's it, pretty much that's what's for the masses so mm. when something's popular what do you think that keeping up with the Kardashians is so popular and now what's popular is hating keeping on with the Kardashians it's so it's it's so like fuck you fuck you if you hate them fuck <laughs> you if you don't like it's 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 one of those things uh, the most popular shows are are quote unquote reality TV shows mm-hmm. or competition shows you know, and it's not like now. Oh, look at look at how dumb people are. Throughout all history has always yeah, been like that. The Gong true. Show is an example. A Gong Show is an early example <laughs> of the um, uh, American Bandstand. That was fucking. Oh, you know, yeah. after after that, you know what? You know, it's uh, people like what they like, and not to say that there aren't good things coming from it, but for us to be so, for us to be so uh, dis dismissive of something just because it's popular, that means mm-hmm. we can't get like a good out of it. Uh, even myself as an example like uh, oh it's not the Big Bang thing right okay. I notoriously hate that show because it's one of the dumbest things you know whatever laugh track too the laugh track just bugs the fuck out of me oh. <laughs> but uh, um, it's not that to say that there there's probably got to be a few good moments in there you know I'd be naive to say that there's nothing funny about that show I'm sure if I saw uh, you know 10 seasons I could probably laugh once or twice maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't know. like know. okay they got me there okay, okay that's a good joke right something like that right yeah I don't know. Well, what do you mm. like that's popular? It's popular, like reality TV? No. Uh, just, yeah, anything that's popular that you like. 
Or does that shine you off to it? Like, it's popular. I'm not getting into that right now. I think I always just kind of had that bias where, like, just the more, you know, I kind of hear it, like, it kind of gets played out before I even get my own opportunity to experience it myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, something, uh, fuck, man. Shows, 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 like. Oh, yeah. Um, fuck, I can't think of anything, like. Like uh, Impractical Jokers, for example. Yeah, like, I love that show. That's a good show. I don't know if it's pop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that, that. Like as far as like something that I watch. Yeah. On, you know, just because it's it's still reality. I don't TV, know if I anything guess. on True TV is popular. It probably isn't. <laughs> I think it's a very very niche. You know, but uh. But dude, you know they had like uh like they had all I think they I first got you know the the dumbest right world's dumbest criminals that kind of thing. Oh okay. Do you remember you know when they they had comedians comment on. Think those kind of things. Have you ever seen that? Oh, uh, I think they had it like on a. They had shows like that, like maybe VH1 or something, where they had like comedians yeah. and actors and stuff. Yeah. Like they would play it and then they would have like these funny bits. Or and it's not like when we say comedians, it's not like you're not going to have Kevin Hart on there. But right. I remember seeing Brian Callen on there a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I stuff like that. that. You know, too. like uh, if you're in the comedic world, you'd recognize the comedians, but you wouldn't, they wouldn't be anybody who. George Lopez is not going on the show talking right. shit. But right. it would be funny because they'd show clips and then they'd, you know, just like kind of have. Michael Ian Black, he, he would always be on there. He's also. a perfect example. And he's great and he's really good. And he he has that kind of like um, dry, dry sarcasm, sarcasm where right. it's. You know he's smarter than most people in the room, and he knows it, and he's gonna let you know it. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's in a very uh, his, I guess his own way. You know. Yeah, which I like. And uh, not to say that that kind of like, it's not like it's Triumph the Insult Comic Dog when you're having that Insult Comic. <laughs> it's not like it's uh, uh, Don, uh, Don Rickles up there mm. doing it, but it's very. Um, you can see someone, s- certain kind of people might get annoyed with him and okay. slap him up. You know that kind of thing, but if you're if you're with it, you're hip to it. You can be an in joke. You know what I mean? Right, right. right. <laughs> and it's almost it's almost like a an emperor's new clothes type of thing, right? Mm. If you don't get the joke, you don't want to let anybody else know. You don't want it. It's like an intellectual <laughs> version of the emperor's new uh, new clothes. Like, oh shit, I don't get the joke, but I'm gonna laugh anyway because I'm I want to be uh, I'm willing to know. I want to be, yeah, be exactly. I want these smart people to think I'm smart too. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, and it, I mean, I think that kind of mentality plays. Like, it's not just for the pop thing, right? Because you you yeah. can have that with the whole like um, Mean Girls type of film, or Never Been Kissed, or any of those movies where like uh, someone in high school is trying to fit in with a popular crew. Okay, and some you know they're all doing it. So you know she's on how many movies from the nineties? <laughs> right, she's on that. It's another one where all these movies with the popular girls or the popular kids and you want them to think are cool. So you kind of just try to f- make yourself fit in. And even mm-hmm. though you kind of don't like that style or you don't like them that they're mean to other people, you, you don't want, you, you don't do. want to be the one to, to say anything because else they're going to turn and target you and, and, right. and ostr- ostracize you, you know, uh, that's society. Yeah. That's society. That's a, yeah. It, um, I remember the, reading this great comic, uh, not great comic, but it was a cool comic about Supergirl, and it was when she was kind of reintroduced into the DC universe, and she's going to high school, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "What? I, should I prepare for high school?" And the guy who's trying to like help her out is, "Yeah, watch these movies, and you'll be ready for high school." <laughs> and uh, what movies would you assume that they were given? Or was it like those? Um, she's all that. Type it was or? Blood and Blood Out. It was American Me. It was uh, Shawshank Redemption. It was all prison movies. <laughs> and he's like, "What are these movies? Like these are prison movies. You're gonna need to know this to fit into high school." Right? I was like, "What?" And and I didn't think about it, but I was like, "That is a great fucking view- look on society." Like, yeah, I guess 
there's two places where you kind of become the animal kingdom and uh, it's not normal society uh and it's it, it is high school as far as in a social construct and a popularity mm-hmm. poppers and it's prison where you really do become the animal kingdom where it's alpha alphas betas and uh omegas and the whole thing about hmm. fitting in to certain groups you know you kind of group together and i was like oh my god i never really thought about that yeah you're right the whole prison thing would kind of prepare you for high school you know high school it, it grows could be brutal you know that kind of <laughs> thing <laughs> don't you say that don't you ever say that I love that part. Have you ever? <laughs> Don't you ever? Say... I can't wait, wait to go I high school. I go high school, Billy. <laughs> Don't, you t- Don't you ever say that? <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I thought that was a good. Um, was a good view on. Um... It's a very crash course mm-hmm. way of looking at it, you know. Yeah, and sure enough, yeah, it's, she, you know, it's super girl. She goes to high school and she gets made fun of and. Uh, even she doesn't fit in with popular girls and they, you know, they kind of, and she wants to, you know, she's not in control of her power yet. She wants to burn everybody at the school. And, oh. and, it, and it really was like, oh shit, these bitches are vicious, you know, and she's kind of had to wake up to it. But yeah, That's man. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, I, I feel there's that kind of mentality, the emperor's new clothes type thing, right? Where you won't want to, there's a fear factor. You don't want to get found out. Okay. It, and it feels like people are putting on the show a lot of times. And yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at it, when you break it down, girls are wearing makeup because they're putting on a certain face or show. Right, right. Guys, same thing with guys. You know, there's almost it's from the, uh, one of my favorite lines from Adaptation, you know, when Nick is K. Charlie Kaufman wrote it, and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, God, he, he's talking about like, well, girls are expected to be pretty, but that's not true. There's as much pressure on guys to to look uh, aesthetically, aesthetically uh, valuable as much as women nowadays. And that's kind of true, too. You know, guys are putting on a certain look. You're putting on a tough guy voice. You're putting on, you know, there's a right. certain, like, um, pretentiousness to this whole thing that you don't, you want to come off in a certain way. And, and you know, I hate when it's so, I, I want to say it's so high school, but even younger than that, to just be like, oh, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Like, come on, dude. It's, you're, you're living, right? Yeah, that's the whole point. Right, right. People, you, you're, you're putting out, even saying, you don't give a fuck about what people think is your, yeah, your, that's what you want to portray to other people <laughs> that you don't because you do. Yes, that's right. You do because you don't because you do. Yes. Right. That's the whole, the whole point of you saying that it gives you that look like, Oh, this is a guy that doesn't give a fuck what people think. Ooh, <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> the fucking, that's the whole point. Asshole dude. You know? So it, it, it bugs me when guys or girls say that like, Oh, well, I'm, I don't care. I, I just don't care. I don't give a fuck. About you. But you do. Cause you're wearing clothes. Okay. But you do. Cause you showered it. Didn't you? So fuck you. Right. No, that, that's kind of that whole thing. Like, uh, what I, even at what age does that ever go away? Even as me myself talking right now, calling myself out on it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> even I'm me saying like, oh, what I, you know, it's I'm I'm portraying a point of view myself right now that I want people to think that I'm a guy who 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 thinks I don't, you know, uh, I want to call people out on them, the emperor's new clothes type of thing or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck that. I, yeah, oh, yeah, look at me, I can see uh society's flaws you know i'm doing that right now myself you know like (laughs) at what age does that ever go away i don't think it does i think it's just like a cycle because i I think maybe like the older you get maybe there's like a different perspective that you achieve yeah it's like kind of like the way you look at yourself like you know like maybe 10 or 20 years ago like oh i can't believe i listened to that or or two years ago yeah i I was thinking that well yeah you know this is like you know we're gonna look at our here are our first episodes. Rewatch here are our first few episodes. Oh, you're God. like, fuck, I can't believe I said that. You know, <laughs> like, like God, dude. <laughs> oh man, like it just reminded me of this uh, one part of The Simpsons. It was this episode where um, I think they they uh, the kids like 
they break into the schools like the permanent records uh-huh and then bart's like looking at his like grades from like uh like, no like tests or something from like first or second grade underachiever and proud of it how old is this that's a great joke it's a great joke how old is this <laughs> That's such a good joke, man. And it, maybe they were touching on exactly that, you know? And they just do it, like, in a way where it's almost like you get it, but there's, like, so many other elements to it where you just miss it, maybe just because you think you... It's like, oh, I got it, you know? I got it, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I think there's always, like, some... There's always, like, a a, a different layer beneath the things. Even if you think you get them, maybe there's something you're missing. Yeah, I mean, you never want to be like, uh, I've gotten everything I can out of this experience. Right, right. Because then, you know, you're going to miss, you know, whatever the fuck. Or you're just going to look stupid. Plain and simple. Like, no, you didn't. You missed this whole thing. Like, oh, shit, I feel stupid. I, I I think, you know, when I really started getting into philosophy, that whole absolute thing I got away from. Mm-hmm. That whole, like, this is this and that is that. You know, like, I really started getting moving into the whole, well, I think this is this and I'm pretty sure this is that. Uh, but I could be wrong. You know, you always leave your. I always. I started leaving myself a back door, to to those kind of things, just because I didn't. I don't know, man. It, and he, and why? Why am I doing that? Because I don't want to get proven wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even that in itself is a whole thing. I don't want to look dumb. Say so like, oh, I never actually said that. Or is it just? Or maybe is it a wise thing to do? Just so you're not so fucking sure about things. Someone who's so sure about something it just looks so much worse afterwards. This happens all the time in fight in the fight game. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people talk shit and you maybe need a certain level of confidence to go into a fight mentality but that whole pre thing like dude I'm gonna fuck you up in the first round I'm gonna fuck you up in the second round I'm gonna do this you can't do you can't touch me here because you're not good enough here and here and you start putting out flaws look dude that's real brave of you talking so much shit Beak. but if if you lose and it's a possibility you're gonna look so much worse than if you were like dude I gave my you know as opposed to I went in there I tried my best but he was better than me than that right Mm-hmm. As opposed to talking that kind of stuff, he's like, D- "What about all this shit you were saying? You were so sure of yourself, and now look at you. There's so much hate that Ronda Rousey is a perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. So much hate that she got after her first loss, and then even more with the second loss. But so much that she wasn't equipped to handle because she's emotionally retarded. And I don't say that in a negative way. I say that in uh, her father died young, and she wasn't. She was never taught how to lose, so she was stunted at an emotional age. So when she does lose in life, which was rare." When she does lose in life, she acts like a child and throws a mm. tantrum. Gotcha. And that's that's arrested development. Arrested Pretty development, and that's what really what granted her so much hate, and so and you know so much fucking backlash. But because her mentality was, I'm gonna fuck you up here, I'm gonna fuck you up there. Mean mentality, like, dude, what are you doing? Maybe she needed that confidence to go in there and handle. But when you fall, you're gonna fall hard and you're gonna fall worse. As opposed to other people who lose, who don't talk shit. And it's always the uh, the same response, dude. You'll you'll get back in there. You'll be back. In- the response is so much, so much different from someone who talks so much shit until they lose, and someone who, um, just not that, not an asshole. <laughs> not they, they maintain a, a certain level of humility. Yeah, humility. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. The yeah. humbleness. Yeah, yeah, humility, humbleness, humility, the humility of, of it. it. It's uh. The the fall isn't when you do fall because everybody falls, everybody loses. Mm-hmm. It's not as heartening, you know. And there's a lot more support there. There's a lot more support there because you're, you know, you realize you're you're only human. Hmm. You're not, and you're not cocky. And everybody wants to see the cocky guy fall. Yeah, you know that's how it goes. Huh. 
The bigger they are, the harder they fall. I hate that, man. I just, I hate that. The shit talking is so certain. Like, I, I, I just remember, like, dude, if I'm fine, you know, I'm like, hey, man, good luck tomorrow. And then the other guy is just being like, dude, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up. <sighs> man, I hope not. <laughs> I hope it goes okay for me, you know. Hey, but, you know, more power to you. you know, <laughs> like, the response, I just wonder if. You, right. I've never seen anybody respond that way. I just wanted to. <laughs> I would come out funny. to, why can't we, we be friends? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking that, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to make chil- orphans of his children. Uh, they do have a mother. I'd assume she'd die of grief. grief. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, too, that was man. a great one, dude. Simpsons, good oh, stuff, man. man. Um, right, I'm going. I'm, I'm talking too much. Love you. Your turn, man. Take over. Oh, I wanted to touch on something you just said, but the thing the Simpsons just threw me off. I started thinking <laughs> of just random episodes. The humility factor, the fall, uh, the Emperor's New Clothes stuff. No, no, it was after. It was just in regards to. To the like shit talking and um, oh yeah, what the hell was it? Because it reminded me of something, and that, that's what I wanted to make my next point on. But I just don't remember what it was. You're talking about like fighters shit talking each other, or a shirt? Yeah, assertiveness? yeah, yeah. I think it was the Ronda Rousey thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck what? Like when it? she lost, how how hard it was for her and how she couldn't handle it. Just because um, you're not, she's not used to it. Oh yeah, not being not not being able to not being used to losing. This is an important thing. Unhealthy for coping mechanisms basically. If you want to go down that route, you know. Yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't really like from a psychological factor, it was just something else that I wanted to kind of just uh fuck, what the fuck was it? Uh you can edit all this. <laughs> edit if you have to. Can I? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah, maybe I can. Okay, so, you remember what it was? Yeah, um, so uh, I was watching uh, The Social Network again. Oh, okay. Like, a couple of weeks ago, it was on. I don't think I've ever seen it. <laughs> oh, you you got to watch it, man. <laughs> I know at first it's like a little like, just even the idea, like all oh, the Facebook movie, like what? But I mean, David Fincher directed it, you know. Yeah, oh, David Fincher directed it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out for that. And even the performances, like Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> That's what I'm talking That's yeah. actually why I didn't want to watch it. I, and it wasn't because it's was a Facebook movie. It was just like... Uh, it's for whatever reason, it's hard to sell me on a Jesse Eisenberg movie now. I don't know why. Ever since when? <sighs> Man, or since ever? Or? Actually, I think I was talking to Rachel, our cousin, uh, Rachel, or well, not our cousin, but technically, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tito's a girl. But uh, and she had told me that she felt that uh, he's just playing like another version of Michael Sarah. And ever since then, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> he is. And I think, I think uh, every ever since she told me that, every movie I ever see him in is just like. This guy's fucking annoying, <laughs> and then, and then it kind of I hadn't seen Social Network for then and it just turned me off to it. Hmm. And then Justin Timberlake's in. It's too many white guys. Fuck this movie. That's how. <laughs> that's, the, that's the bad mentality to have. But that's kinda, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not an actor. That's all it is. Okay, know, I'm but. sorry. So go ahead with your point. Social networking. Losing. But um, I mean, not learning how to lose or whatever. Uh, like, do you know the premise of it? Uh, it's just a story of how it was created, right? Well, like, um, supposedly, you know, um, there was a, it takes place in Harvard. Um, there was like a, this group of friends, you know, they, they came up with this idea, like mm-hmm. the social networking idea about, you know, putting like the whole like um, university college experience like, yeah. on the internet. So they came, they went to uh, uh, Mark, uh, Jesse Eisenberg's mm-hmm. character, he's portraying Mark Zuckerberg. It was like, oh yeah, we have this idea to do this. Is this name Mark Zuckerberg in it, or is it Mark like Huckenberg or some shit? No, no, it's it's like uh, the names are real. Okay, I, I don't know to what degree you know they you know kind of switch the story around, but yeah, like the the people are real. Was this authorized? Uh, it's based on a book. Uh, 
what's it called? The Accidental Billionaires, I think. I I don't even know who wrote it. Oh, okay. But you know, it's based on it's like kind of like an a biographical movie. Of oh, oh, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, you know, like they know he's really good with computers. They because he did this like whole like prank thing on the internet, and so they went to him. It's like, oh, we have this idea, you know, about a social networking, this, this, and that. And they're like, oh yeah, sure, I'll I'll help you. But and pretty much like the whole movie is a. Uh, the what? Oh yeah, like the whole movie is about him. Um, you know, it takes place like you know he's retelling everything uh, in a court where he's being sued by the the group of friends. You know that wanted yeah. him to do the thing where like oh he stole our idea, right? Right. And that's right. what Facebook became. And then like his best friend who helped him start it, like he kind of screwed him out of the deal, and he, his friend is suing him. Mm. So like th- the whole thing is you know him and uh, like it's not he's, even court. I'm sorry. He's like the Thomas Edison of the modern day, right? And uh, if you want to compare him, yeah, to not necessarily Thomas the genius, Edison. more of a businessman, but kind of like that kind of thing. Something where like like he did, you know, like kind of did him dirty. Like I guess depending on what you want to yeah. see. But as far as you know, like the the group of friends, that's a good way to put it. Modern day Thomas Edison, Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> like a social media <laughs> version of that. <laughs> uh, what would Tesla be? Tom from MySpace, I don't know. Tom from MySpace. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll steal this bit. <laughs> Next thing you know, Mark Zuckerberg electrified an elephant. He electrocuted an elephant. Oh, oh he, just, video, he just posted it and up. made fun of it so much. <laughs> he posted a, like a talking shit about an elephant on, the, on it, it, social no, media. It'll be probably Harambe. Like, oh, yeah. Like the new <laughs> <a> Harambe. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Continue. But um, anyway, like, you know, like obviously, you know, like the the group of friends or whatever, everybody's in Harvard, everybody's fucking rich and like all that other shit. Mm-hmm. And he didn't come from that. You know, I guess he came from very mediocre means, you know. Uh, Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg, uh-huh. yeah. He said that, you know, like, like you know, they're not suing me for uh, intellectual property theft. Uh, intellectual property theft, excuse me. Mm-hmm. They're suing me because for one, for the first time in their lives, things didn't go the way that they wanted it to. Oh, nice. I like that. And that that's pretty much just sums up, like, everything that, you know, he's about, like, about, like... It's kind of like the, like the the context pretense, like, what am I thinking? It's pretty much, like, almost like the moral of it, at least from his perspective. Yeah. Where he's saying that, you know, it's just, like, a bunch of rich kids that didn't get what they want for the yeah. first time, and they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. Hey, you know? that's a great that's a great way to put it, you know. But I know like even if you don't like me, like you give it a watch, man. There's one part that I always like from the credits or from excuse me, from the trailer. And um uh, you know what I'm saying? No, no. No, I, I let's see if it's the same. Do you, what's what's your favorite line that he says? Well, I don't know. I mean, cuz that's still like I don't know if it doesn't really touch on it, but that's like one of my favorite trailers like ever. Well, what's your favorite part from that from the trailer? Oh, uh, that he says? Oh yeah. shit. Um See, um, what are you talking about? Fuck, I'm trying to think. Oh, j- just go for it, man. He says, um, "You have a minuscule of my attention. Go for it." <laughs> so like that. You have a you have a tiniest bit of my attention. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so like that. It's so arrogant, but it's also fucking like, hey, that's cool, dude. Yeah, like he, like, he is the smartest guy. He actually has a really great line in the uh, the Now You See Me films. Oh, the always. always First, first rule about magic: always be the smartest, smartest guy in the room. room. Like, yeah, that's 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 a great. It, I wish it came from somebody else's face, but yeah, that's good. Like, <laughs> I'm hating on him for some reason. I, I'll, no, I'll check the movie too. out because I actually really like what he says about that. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's a great point. How many times have I beat a dead horse about it? About talking about 
uh, good-looking people or people who were born into wealthier means or right. just had mom and daddy at home with a silver spoon. Never had to worry. Do you know how right. fucking hard, man, dude, how hard it is to worry about not knowing if your next paycheck is going to come or not and you have a wife and kids at home depending on you? you I know, don't know, Dude, man. it's I so... I don't even know. The stress level is incredible. Like, it... Uh, like if you stop and think about it, it's like I'm a, I'm gonna break down in tears if I start to think about it, or or you or you're in the bathroom and you gotta have yourself a cry, you know, because and yeah, you yeah, but yeah. you don't want to let everybody know there's a house of cards that you have right now. Actually, right. it might be a little bit back into that emperor has in your clothes. Like you're literally have you're holding up your R U R is a house of cards, you know, and it could fall yeah. any moment, and it's shaking right now, and it's yeah. shaking right now, and you're just like, well, you gotta let everybody think that you it's a solid wall, but. It's like a poker game, you know. Don't let them see your poker face. Great, yeah. Don't let them see your poker face. And maybe that's more commendable than the whole like, oh, you don't want to get found out that you're might be not the smartest guy in the room, you know? Like, yeah. oh no, poor don't let you. Them see your cards. Don't yeah. let them see your hand. You know, it's gotta. I guess keep them the, I guess the analogy works for both ways in a positive way and a negative way. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. true. Yeah. Duality of nature. You, you know. Shoot, I have duality tattooed on me, man. That's oh, one of yeah. my favorite ones. Yeah. yeah. Not duality, but synchronicity. Both ways working together. Police. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's like, watch it. I think even if you don't like him, you can still appreciate the movie. Well, I definitely At like that like, line that you said. Yeah. It's because uh, uh, Rashida Jones, like, you know, throughout like the the interview, the deposition, you know, there's like his lawyers and their lawyers, you know, it's like a part where they're kind of taking a break from the day. And she's like, she just kind of goes up to him and was like, dang, you must really hate them. He's like, no, no, no. Oh, because like, um, yeah, he said something like, oh, you must... Oh, what the fuck was it? It was just something along the lines of that. Yeah, you must really not like them. You know, you know, they're suing you for intellectual property theft. Mm-hmm. He's like, they're not suing me for intellectual property theft. They're just suing me for once in their lives. Things didn't go the way that they wanted it to. How, how true is that? Like, how much of a factor is into developing as a human being that you need the... Like, diamonds are, are made from pressure, you know? Cool. Uh, oh, yeah, pressure and time. And like how much, and that's kind of like us, right? As a, what happens to the person that, that just a perfect example, like the first time in their life, something goes bad in a big way and mm-hmm. they've never had, they're in their twenties, they're in their thirties and all of a sudden like shit's hitting the fan and they're like, fuck, what am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. like, oh no, end of the world. It's the end of the world type thing. I've said this about re- with relationships, but it could apply to anything. But I've said this about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing where like the first guy to get his heart broken when he's never had his heart broken before. That's fucking dramatic, traumatic as fuck. Right. I th- oh th- yeah, I know I have brought this up because I remember, I, th- I forgot who, I think it was a girl, one of the girls who was a guest, but we we're talking about like, I kind of want Gwen specifically. We we're talking about Gwen. I kind of oh, want her yeah. to fall in love and get her heart broken right now. Like I want it to happen. Like it happened to me very young, and have a couple times, you know. And I'm sure you you were the same. Where mm-hmm. you kind of go through it, and it happens over the years. You, you know get, what I mean? yeah, and you go suicidal. You think it's the end of the world. You want to kill yourself. It's, it's the, you're a fucking teenager with hormones, and someone just broke your heart. Oh my god, fuck that. Life's not worth living, <laughs> and that's how you feel at the moment. And who's to say? Who's to tell you don't feel that way? You know, everyone's mm-hmm. telling you a thing. They're telling you the cliches of things, and all you're hearing is like, "Dude, you don't know what I'm going through." That's all <laughs> you're thinking. In reality, they probably do. And the reality, like, this shit won't make sense to you now. But you're fucking 16, and you got your heart broken. Like, it, everybody knows what you're going through because everybody's been 16 with their heart broken. But just, but you're gonna get bored eventually. You know, mm-hmm. boohoo. And it really is kind of a. You don't hate to be a dick about it, but. You're like, hey, boohoo, you're going to, dude, trust me, you, this won't be the first thing. You're going to start breaking hearts eventually, too, and you're going to do the same shit to other girls. And uh, 
anyways, I I want that to happen early because it's man, you see too many times when either a guy or a girl when they're later in life what happens in the, it happens to them in their 20s and their 30s how many movies have we seen where a guy gets uh, oh, wedding singers for example wedding singer right the oh, okay. uh, homegirl leaves her uh, linda leaves him oh, at the yeah. altar and it's you know i was he, just thinking about that movie today too it's i was watching it yeah. i saw me and gwen saw it oh, like uh two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. yeah it still holds up actually some, of, so. some of his I movies still hold so. up and no but that's what i'm talking about like or or ben stiller in um uh, Walter Mitty or something, you know, whatever the movie is, where the guy's in his in his thirties and his forties or whatever, he's an adult, and the girl breaks his heart, or wife dumps him, or he finds out someone's cheating, and they just don't know how to handle it. It's the end of the world, and I was like, man, you can't you can't be fucking thirty years old, have your heart broken, and think it's it's gonna be there's nothing else after you. There's no way you were never you never got your heart broken as a teenager for that to happen to you to react this way now. You have you, you need that emotional mental actually mental strength really to go through it to realize that things can get things are gonna, you just need to experience the the fact, going through that hardship and it that's just the relationship part in the but for those mm-hmm. guys like you know where <clears throat> they grew up uh, the rich white guys it applies the same way right the rich white guys that you know they were suing Zuckerberg right yeah. yeah, yeah. Same thing goes through. Like, how many did you have you ever had? You know, oh, <laughs> you, ha, shit goes bad, and then you're as a kid, you're like, fuck, what am I gonna do? And then have that mentality where, like, I don't know, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> no. You right, just kind of right, gotta right. have to go through it. You go through hardships, and life's supposed to be hard growing up, so you can develop into the person that can handle things going on. You know, mm-hmm. and if you don't, you kind of like, what kind of use as a human being? What is going to happen if shit really does ever hit the fan? Are you going to react? Or are you going to just kind of fold up into a fetal position and, and hope wishes it all goes away? <laughs> or try to pay someone to make it go away? <laughs> or whatever the fuck you do. Yeah, hey, I wonder how you do that. But even like uh, even little things, dude. What happens when you're on the in the middle of a highway, flat tire, and you don't know how to change your tire? Because mm-hmm. if you never had it happen to you. Or what it did happen to you, you call the tow truck. What are you going to do if you can't do that? Like, it's so many things that... What are you going to do... If this happens and then you just can't react because you've never been in that situation or you never bothered to learn how or you never whatever the example is, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, I don't know. There's too many. Um, I hate to be that guy that says like, "Oh, this society or this current generation doesn't experience it as well," but every generation has their faults and doesn't right. It's more of the person's mentality that chooses to like. Do I want to learn more about this certain subject or do I want to be more prepared or not? Oh, okay, gotcha. I I saw this uh there was like a little short video on Facebook about mm-hmm. how like even at a very young age like so uh what's what's that uh that uh doctor professor physicist the Japanese dude oh Genghis he, he has a show oh, yeah that's funny <laughs> was he yeah, was Mongolian, no he's right? Mongolia yeah. yeah ah fuck Japanese um, has a show I think he had a show. He was like a physicist. Very, he's pretty. I know, like, if you see him. Oh, Michael Chen? No, 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 no. No, oh, okay. Chen is that Chinese? He's Chinese, but I mean, I thought that's who you were talking about. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. Like, I don't. I'm like butchering. This. Anyway, okay. But it was just like a clip. How he said, you know, how um, you can tell, like, you know, with like this very simple like exercise, like what kids would be successful, or what kids would be more successful than other kids. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, he said, uh, I guess it was like through, hope I'm not mixing up like different videos here, you know, (laughs) but like, anyway, like the whole thing was like, 
like uh, a child was approached with like, okay, I can give you one marshmallow right now. I see this one. Do you know what now, I'm about? I know the experiment you're talking about. Yeah. Or, or like, five marshmallows and, uh, 30 minutes from now. And then, uh, is that like, yeah, like, like in an elongated period of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want it now or, you know, wait for later for the bigger payout? Yes, basically. yes, yes, yes. And he said, like, the ones that waited, you know, they they turned out to be more successful right. later in their lives. Yeah, yeah. The ones that could uh, the, have the patience and discipline. Right. Yeah. And they could see, like, the long run. Like, they could project, you know, the, the, the benefits of not getting what you want right now, but being, you know, like, waiting and being patient and getting you know like i've seen that experience actually that's pretty pretty good experience but but that's to say that you can't learn that later like let's say what age were they when they it was like five or six right? something yeah. yeah i think it was was it marshmallows or cookies the one that i saw was marshmallows oh, okay. but, it, it, but the experience it the same way right the same, yeah um not to say that you can't like oh let's say something traumatic like it's supposed to happens in a life that grows them up a little bit more mm-hmm. right and that plays a factor as well, you know. I mean, there's so many variables to that thing. Yeah. But that's a great way to tell if someone's already has that mentality to right, right. to have that discipline. And, you know, and is that? And I wonder if that's genetic or if that's uh, because they 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 have a uh, they're still iffy on whether something's learned or genetic on like uh, emotional traits. Oh. Okay. So even you know discipline or patience, uh, but anger is basically like, oh, your dad's angry. Oh, that's why you're angry too. Like that, they, they don't know if it's a genetic factor or a learned factor. It said like supposedly like almost like a third of your personality has already been like programmed. Well, the argument for that was it's just a theory, mind. Yeah, you. that's what I mean. the yeah. argument for it. Whether that it's actually genetic is the uh, twins that are separated and grew up in different lives and still develop a uh, very, very similar personality. Mm -hmm. They found that sometimes where uh, twins who were separated at birth type of thing, where it's really happening in a real way, and they grew up in completely different environments but have very similar personality traits. What they when they shouldn't if it was only uh, environmental and not genetical or right. passed down or uh, nurturing nature to nurture thing nature versus nurture yeah so I mean you know, I don't know it's it's crazy it's hard to argue against that when you have li- that that's literally how you would experiment something like that you know well, how many other twins <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's true you know like we are products of our environment regardless of like any genetic factors mm-hmm. you know like. Whatever we grow up in, how it, it affects us and like, that molds us, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, you know, not saying that the, you know, the genetic impact doesn't have, like, any impact, you know. Well, we're, I mean, we're genetically very, very similar. I'm not very similar. We have the same, you know. Is that our last name? <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're, you know, we're completely different. Not completely different. We're very similar, too. I don't know how to explain that because we are fucking the same. But we also have very sim- different differences in, right. our, in our thing, to use us as an example. And we even grew up pretty close together, to yeah, the, yeah, or, literally nice across the street. Uh, so the environment wasn't that big a difference for us. But uh, the paths were, you know what I mean? I was mean, it just because I like uh, action movies a little bit more <laughs> that I, I mean, ended up doing the military thing or anything? Mm. They, maybe like a, think of it like a Venn diagram, you know? Like there's a yeah. parts, you know, where we have our similarities, but we still had our our own different lives you right know, the things right. we experience and the way we think the way we are you know there's you know like any number of factors like it kind of like okay you know it's almost like we're like the like we're the same we could be like we're both green like yeah. same color or whatever but we're just different shades. shades of it just because of just whatever the impact was you know through our experiences and yeah because it's not like we're going to be the exact same matter. yeah that yeah. that's a like kind of a dumb yeah. argument i, I don't well, know i mean yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe because I'm just trying to think like we're genetically very similar, and even our environment was very similar. We both had the same kind of dads, kind of like you know, raising. Oh, okay, yeah, there's that aspect of it. I'm just trying to think where the, the differences come from. 
that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, cause it, there, cause it's like 50% is, uh, are similarities in this way. And then the other 50 are completely different in this way. And I'm wondering where that comes from. Mm. And, it, and it, cause it can't be environment or genetics. So maybe it's just, uh, what do you mean it can't be? Well, I mean, well, because those were pretty similar. Our environment and our genetics were very similar. Maybe like our home life, maybe. But I mean, there's still like you know, like maybe the exposure, friends and yeah, like, uh, like like whatever we like literally experienced, like whenever mm-hmm. we weren't around or whatever. Well, whatever similarities that we had, yeah, they say like those are X'd out, and like whatever the differences were, maybe those are the obviously the X factor. It, you know what? I think it might be also it. it it might be my love of comic books that changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. It was my love of porn magazines. That might be. That, that, I would say, like, what about porn? Man? But it has I such a know. dramatic effect because I literally remember, like, obviously, I, I love movies and comics, and those are, like, my two big things, right? But mm-hmm. those literally affect how I came out as a person because, I mean, it sounds cheesy to say it. Oh, you know, it has to be the church thing, too, because that was a big factor in my life, mm. it, you know, uh, at least early life, the... Yeah, that's gotta be it. That's the that's the one that's the, that's completely different. Because I legit went to like a Christian school and then church. Was, it was like church oh, every day, but okay, Saturday. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because it was not not only was it like fucking uh, Monday through Friday church because it was a Christian school I went to, but Sunday then and then even Saturday was youth. It, that had that's the defining factor mm-hmm. where it was I went to different. Hamilton. So. But the <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, but the comic book thing, I think the because I was gonna make a point about how morality. I got my morality from that. As cheesy as it sounds, that's where I got my um, your you know the heroic. Like I remember, the only reason I got into a John Milton, one of my favorite books, is now mm-hmm. Paradise Lost, Paradise Lost yeah. was because there was a comic called Paradise Lost, but it was about Wonder Woman and the her, Paradise Island, the Themyscira, where she came from, and it was about like Hades going there and taking Hippolyta, which was Wonder Woman's mother, oh. and and I was like, oh, this is Paradise Lost. Oh, there's a book called Paradise Lost, and then like I brought it, and it has nothing to do <laughs> at all with Wonder Woman. But I ended up really, really liking it. Uh, there's an Alan Moore comic called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And I, oh, I really liked that book. The movie was cool. And then my favorite character in that uh, book and movie was uh, uh, Dorian Gray. It's like, oh, where does Dorian Gray come from? And then you look up Oscar Wilde and like, oh, shit. And I read this book and I've read the book like 20 times. It's my favorite book of all time. And then I get you know, like, oh, my God. So like everything <laughs> that I like comes from like cheesy. Yes, it's embarrassing to say out loud, but no, like, I do well, you know, it goes like comic book shit, right? Like, oh, I, I only know about this because of that, because of references in comic books. Uh, Carl Jung, you know, philosopher Carl mm-hmm. Jung, uh, he has this great theory about underlining uh, a theory of synchronicity. Where oh, there's yeah, like yeah, an under, it's really really great, fascinating stuff. I only know about it because it was in a comic book where the Atom, Ray Palmer, the Atom, <laughs> talked about it and was talking about molecules actually being. And that's, what, that's what I'm talking about, like this cheesy ass bullshit. Like that wasn't cheesy because he has a great. Uh, oh, he has fascinating! A but I wouldn't have known that, about yeah. it if it wasn't for this fucking. Com- it's just so it's easy to dismiss. I'm like, you don't even know that shit because of comic books. Like, and that's why I'm always like, hey, don't disregard comic books, man. You can get a lot of great shit from it, man. You know? Again, like you were saying, maybe it just went over their heads and they couldn't appreciate it for everything that you know they could have gotten from it. I, it's just funny to me to say, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. That's how I feel about it. 
legit because I, you know, comic books are my thing, so I really like it. But I'm very aware of how it sounds, especially like like my kids. I'm trying to come off as like to my kids as some intellectual. I I love philosophy and you know astrophysics and shit like that, right? But mm-hmm. like, hey, Dad, did you only like this because of comic books? <laughs> like, yeah, <I> kind of. <laughs> hey man, hey, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> like yeah, man, fuck you, man. Yeah, yeah, I like this shit, you know. But yeah, that's kind of kind of where it comes from that that whole thing, you know. I don't know. Don't knock comics, man. Graphic novels are awesome, man. Graphic novels. Keyword novel. Right? <laughs> uh, word, you know, the written word. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cool. What were you? Uh, what were your favorite books into? Um, growing up, like, did you ever have any other friends? I don't know why I was really got into like. Even though I was young, like Moby Dick was one of my favorite books growing up. Moby, what? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the only reason I I legit. Thank you for saying that because the only reason I remember is when I saw Matilda and she was reading Moby Dick and I wanted to be like Matilda. And I remember <laughs> reading that book and I got into it. I really got into, you know, obviously, I mean, the, mo- the book is way too adult for me, I, I, but I remember reading it and really liking it. And I read it as again. I was like, oh, man, this it's not even about fucking Ishmael. It's more about like uh, Ahab's passion, obsession with you know, letting something consume you and obsession. Right. Consume, you know, it's it's great. It's I fucking love this book. It's a great book. But I remember thinking, why did I, was this something where I didn't, I wanted people to think I liked this book. Why did I like it? I don't remember why I liked it as a 13 year old. I liked it, but I don't remember why. And cause I'm getting shit from, there's no way I got this when I was a fucking 10, eight years old, you know? Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Why did I like, you know, did I only like it because I wanted to tell people I liked it. Cause I wanted to be like Matilda, you know? Like, <laughs> why? It, yeah. There's, it's weird. Like, you know, like when you're trying to like find, you know, like looking back you know maybe like a rational reason why you did or didn't do something yeah you can't find it maybe it was just like some impulse you had at that wherever you were at at that time where it just drove you to do it and maybe you kind of lost touch with like the impulse itself but like the effect is still there because you know that you liked it yeah but maybe you can't like necessarily like pinpoint exactly why yeah, like a certain reason, you and know, you just... know, I hate to say it, but yeah, even that's an emperor new clothes type of thing. I wanted people to think that I was like Matilda. Like, fuck you, you <laughs> stupid little bitch. You know, that's what I was like. Why did I? Oh man, why did I care so much? Well, I mean, I mean, that's I think that's just you know, uh, just uh, well, I guess I would definitely be pre adolescence to adolescence. Mm. You know, um, just um, from a psychological standpoint, where you're still trying to find, you know, like why all these things are cool, where you want to be part of the cool group, yeah. or you want to portray yourself in a certain way because you yourself are, are still on that, you know, that self discovery mode, you right? Know? You're yeah. trying to figure that out. So it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, I think this is cool, and maybe like all these other people know that that's cool, so I want to be cool like those other people. Hey, guys, so, I know about this subject too, guys. You know, <laughs> yeah, can I be you know, part of your club now? And, you know, I think that's all part of it, you know. You know, th- think about, you know, when you were younger, how many people, like, they could be, like, all, like, fucking, like, punk one week, and then the next week they'll be, like, fucking all super fucking hip-hop or something. Yeah. You, know? you, you kind of, like, switch happen, over, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I think that's just, you know, just to, like, you know, look at the bigger picture, you know? It, yeah. It's just, like, you're just trying to, like, you're trying to, like, find what you what you like. I, I think that's why yeah. I really got in out of, um... Yeah, you're going through phases, and you're supposed to go through Absolutely. phases really quick, too. I mean, if you could stick with one phase the whole life, I almost, I'm like, oh, man, I'm kind of embarrassed for you. And I don't know why, because I always bug I like me. diapers, you know. <laughs> I don't it always bugged me when I'd see someone, like, the whole rockabilly thing. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm at the point where I'm, I'm over. Hey, if that's their thing, that's their thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember when I was a little younger, it always bugged me. 
when I was like, uh, when I see someone that's still doing the rockabilly thing or they're still doing the greaser thing or the rebel, whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, hey, man, you're 30, dude. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Why do you still do that? Like, it, like this is a phase you're supposed to grow out of. It's I'm embarrassed for you. And you'd see that at shows sometimes, you know, we, you know, with the whole, especially with the band thing, we do the band thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that guy's, oh, yeah, those are the guys that in, I was like, man, do you guys still think it's cool or something? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're, the girls do the same thing. Girls get away with a little bit more because the fashion girls the, are hot. The and pinup thing, yeah. It's, fashion thing. Always is a because bit, like it, it, that, uh, the the. I just think it's because they're hot. Something. Yeah, that's the only reason they think they can get away with it, and they for the most part they can. Yeah. Girl, a girl can look stupid as fuck, and, but no one's calling her out on it because she's hot and they're trying to get laid. You know, that's yeah. basically how it is. Just human nature. Yeah, that's what that's it is. So they they kind of get a pass with it, but like especially with the guys things. But even that's not fair because even some girls like you're, you're, why why are you still do why are you still cutting your hair like that? Why do you? Aren't you fucking thirty as fuck? What the fuck? Get the what are you doing, man? <laughs> and, and it got it, it's just like that's what I was, and that's an asshole thing of me because when now that I'm older and it's like ah, oh, dude, that's their thing. They like it. It's cool. They do look cute, you know. Yeah. Another guys, the girl. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. no, some of the guys look pretty cool too. <laughs> hey, man, I wish I was in Greece. You know, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> but so, you know, but it's like yeah, no, that's their thing. They pull it off. They still like it. Yeah. What, what the fuck does it matter to me? You know. Uh, you know, the younger version of me would have been like, oh, dude, what the, what are you doing, man? Get over it. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but it's like, hey, man, someone's that like the phase really got into him. They kept going with it. Deuces them. don't back down from nothing. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But that's kind of the mentality. I, I think that's what it was, what I was thinking back then. I was like, what is it? This guy's just still in that phase? Oh, my God. Get over it or something. Yeah, 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 something. Yeah. Yeah, that's not fair. But it's not fair. I shouldn't, you know, tell myself that. Like, you like what you like. Like, it doesn't impact me in any way. Just like with whatever anybody else is doing, like you know, like uh, you know, they stay in their lane. Yeah, you know, that's their thing. Let them do the thing. What's it matter to you, right? That kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It could be anything. You know, yeah, you could apply it to just about any facet of life. Yeah. Um, like just like I wouldn't like if I like I don't know fucking shit I don't know trying to think. I, I maybe I got away it's like hey man you're uh, like the goth or the emo kids or whatever like maybe you're still goth dude like come on man that's so two thousand and late and Robert Smith can do it <laughs> can he though <laughs> can he though <laughs> I don't know if he can dude. I mean like even like he he is what he is I mean everybody I mean what's not to love about him it's like because. I mean, when you think back of, like, maybe, like, why you love an artist so much, I mm-hmm. mean, especially, like, thinking back, you know, like, listening to Cure songs when yeah. you were a kid, you know? Yeah, I think they used to have, like, I mean, four of their albums, yeah. It, 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 it really establishes a core with it, like, hey, you know. But there is a point to, like, I don't think that way no more. And, well, perfect example, you know how we were talking about how, like, dude, listen to our first episodes, I can't believe I said that. Oh, okay. okay. There's a point to, like, man, I can't believe I listened to that back then, you know? There, it, it, and when you get over the nostalgia factor, like, oh, come on. Now I'm embarrassed that I say I listened to it. Dude, I like fucking Limp Bizkit. Oh, shit, I'm kind of embarrassed. I, oh, I, there is a little bit of that, you know? And and that yeah, comes from somewhere. Cool. That comes from somewhere. That cause, I like it has to, Because yeah. you realize you're more mature now. You know more, and you know that that's really not good music. Even though you liked it when you were younger, it's really not good music, man. So you kind of got to get over that. It's panning for gold. Yeah. Like, okay, like, you know, like, and they said, like, when they used to pan for gold, you know, they had these pans that were specifically for panning gold. Are you saying you know? pan or pam? Pan. Pam. Pam. <laughs> oh, it was two ends. That's a confusion. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. <it's> a... <laughs> but, you know, it's like you have, like, this clump of uh, dirt or whatever, you know. Yeah. And you're supposed to, like, sift through it, you know, to get rid of all the, the filler, the dirt, whatever. Right, right. And then what you're left with is the gold. 
maybe there's some things where it's like, oh, you know, like, oh, there's still like a lot here, mm-hmm. even, you know, after all this time, whatever. And then there's like other things where, okay, when you filter everything out, there's really not much left. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, like where, I guess, depending on like whatever factor it is, time or change or, you know, like all these different things. Yeah. You know, when you look back, it's like, oh, yeah, at that time it was that. But now it's like, oh, fuck. What was I thinking? Yeah. Whereas yeah. other things, oh, it still holds up. It's a lot of substance to me. Yeah. And I think it was just, it's just a random analogy, you know. But to we not say like that, like. To not say, I'm using Nabisco as an example because that's the easy target. But to not say that, like, oh, no, I know better now. And I actually know that that's not good music. Whether I liked it back then or not. And whether it was catchy or not has irrelevance. Because, no, this is this is a two-chord song and the lyrics are fucking bullshit. <laughs> whether it happens to be catchy or not, that's not up to me. Dude, that just happens to be, you know, whatever. Catchy is catchy, but but that song kind of sucks. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm like, right. and you're, and I'm smarter and I'm older and I'm wiser now that fact, like, oh, I'm even a little embarrassed to say that I had that album and I had their t shirts and I went to their concerts. And I'm like, oh, shit, you liked that? Like, yeah, that, yeah, I know. Trust me, man. Yeah. Back in the day, it was cool. It was, it's not now. You know, it, it, yeah, that kind of mentality. And that applies, that I'm using Limbus as the target, but that applies to anything from our youth and anything from our childhood. Some of the stuff happens to hold up, and some of the you don't. I mean, look at any generation. Yeah, no shit. Fucking Jimi Hendrix still holds up. No shit. Fucking oh, okay. the Who or you know whatever the fuck. Who? Was <laughs> That's great. That was a uh, Tiny Tunes, uh, um, Slappy Aunt Slappy. Slappy school, yeah, yeah, they yeah, did yeah. that. But but you're not telling me there's a lot of fucking bullshit songs from back in the fucking 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. I want candy over and over. Fuck you. That's not a good song. Don't play that on my oldie stations. I want candy. You it do? was on The Simpsons. So if it's on The Simpsons, then it's cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot. You, there's a lot of bullshit that you like at a certain point point in time. But we get older and we acknowledge that as bullshit for a reason. Yeah, whether you know, what I'm saying like it's just not good, and it has nothing to do with taste. It has nothing to do with taste. It just happens to do with you're older and wiser, and you realize that it's just not good anymore, or those those lyrics don't apply anymore, or those lyrics are. You know what's funny? Like when I was thinking, like uh, like the corn lyrics. Corn's another one I kind of used because he was real emo about it. Like all his lyrics, oh, they really mean something and that kind of thing. And I was thinking, like, dude, you were like 36 when you wrote this song. This, why are you? Why am I relating to it as a 13 year old? <laughs> and you're a 36 year old man. I feel embarrassed for you now. That's how I feel. About it. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like, this is this is sad, dude. I would not be fucking 36 writing about fucking boohoo me. It's just like, oh, you know. <laughs> Damn. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like, dude, I was 13, 14, 15 years old. And I was relating to on an emotional level because it hit me and connected. But you're in your 30s. Why are you? Why are we even? We're in the same wavelength. We shouldn't be. You should be at the point where you're embarrassed of what you wrote back in the, when you were 13, 14. Oh, I'm pretty sure they were. How man. many songs that you were the same? We wrote songs and we wrote lyrics. And dude, I you know how embarrassed I am with some of the shit that I wrote That's back like, then. Oh, I can't read this. <laughs> yeah, oh, right? shit. imagine some of the quote unquote poems we wrote when we were kids, and we thought I it think was it so has good. Some, stuff, some old stuff. Dude, how embarrassed would you be going through it right now? I, I wouldn't want. You know, I think like one day a reporter's gonna break into my house and look at the my. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, why are we relating to these people that like? Oh, they knew what we were going through when we we were singing that. Well, maybe that was a thing because that was a fad. It's like, oh, everybody else likes it. Yeah, like if you want to believe something, you believe it. That's what I'm talking at the time, and you get older and you get wiser, and you look. You're supposed to look back with a little bit embarrassment. Like like, I can't believe I like that. It's shame. It's like yeah, yeah. That's 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 my whole point on the you know the 
like the Cure lyrics. Man, I really grew out of the Cure lyrics. I really grew out of fucking oh, Smiths and Morrissey. This is a, when people I bring up all the time. Uh, the Corn and Biscuit. Some people still hold up though. Deftones holds up oh, for me, man. Oh, forever and ever, man. Depeche Mode holds up for me. You know, it, you compare Depeche Mode and Cure. I'm listening to one over the other and not being embarrassed about it. I'm listening to the Corn and Deftones. I'm still listening to Deftones and not being embarrassed about it. Rage Machine. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like those are our Jimi Hendrixes now. Those are our, our uh, you know, whatever I'm saying. Yeah. Some people stand the test of time. Yeah. And some. Yeah, exactly. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Even Nirvana, like who I didn't like for the longest time because it was the popularity thing. Yeah. But even then they have really, their, their music really does stand the test of time and the lyrics Same, are really yeah. good. Absolutely. And that's kind of how I, that, that, it's just funny when you look back at certain things and whether we like it or not does not d- diminish the fa- or uh, diffuse the fact that it's, embar- you know, the people who still like Limp Bizkit because they liked it back then. That doesn't mean that doesn't change the fact that it was bad music, <laughs> you know. And just because you have a favor, or a flavor, or a taste, or you have an affinity for it, does not change the fact that no, no. Let's look at it in a scientific way. Leaving emotion out of this, leaving nostalgia out of this. No, this is just bad music. This is bad writing. This is bad lyrics. Plain and simple. I think it's the lyrics that kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Rolling. Let's Man. keep rolling, rolling. I was like, oh shit. What? <laughs> keep rolling, rolling, rolling. What? <laughs> Uh, okay You're telling me uh, <laughs> Dude I'm telling you Oh, oh man bad, uh, That's man. a good point Tell you man And you know The other You know I hate to bring The cure into it But dude You sound like An emo fucking 13 year old girl Writing about Getting your heart broken Most of the time That's what most of Those songs are about You know And I'm sure When I was a 13 year old boy And I had my heart broken These songs really Meant something to me But doesn't really apply anymore, man. You're supposed to get over it. And it's sad to me the fact that you wrote the song when you're in your fucking late 20s. Oh, my God. Now that even th- kind of like, oh, now I'm embarrassed for you, not just for me, you know? Throws that all into effect. Because I remember when they released uh, this album. It was in the 90s. Uh... Blink-22 is another one. Blink-22 did not age well with me, you know? Oh, uh, which uh, <sighs> Anything. There's maybe a few. No, no, that's not fair. Because there's a, a, a few songs that are still fun. But it, it really does seem like like Dr. Seuss writing to me now. Like the lyrics, a lot of it just seem really, really ABC. Mm. ABC 1, 2, 3. See, I can't completely disagree with you. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like, uh, like say, just generally speaking, like, like you know, when bands are trying to, like, target an audience. Because mm-hmm. they know they're going to get a response from it. Yeah. That's, you know, how they That's get fair. their money. You know, it's uh, just... Marketing uh, executives, you know, just trying to make money. You know? It's kind of sad too because it leaves the uh, passion and the art artistry of it out of it when you're just trying to market like that. No, well, you know, but uh, you know, like when they released, because uh, you know, like you know, through like so much of their career, that you know, you know them as kind of goofballs and kind of you know dick and fart jokes type shit. You know, which is great because we're teenagers and we love that stuff. And then you realize, like, oh shit, they were in their early 30s when they were doing that. That's kind of embarrassing because I'm in my early 30s now, and I wouldn't think I, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be doing that. But I mean, I, I feel the the music progressed from that. Like mm-hmm. they don't really do too much of that anymore. You know, it's, um, there's this album specifically it came out like in 2001. It was their self titled. It's a uh, like say I miss you. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I always thought that was a good song. Mm-hmm. Just be, I don't know because I already have the bias to it because mm-hmm. I think they have like maybe like. A handful of songs that hold up the test of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them don't, though. The majority no, of the no, albums No, I don't. agree. Because mm-hmm. there's even, like, albums. Yeah, it's albums. It's like, are... okay, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Because even, like, the early stuff, uh, pre-Travis Brown, like, uh, like, damn it, I think holds up, man. Damn it, I actually think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, even my girlfriend, which is a very stupid uh, girl, actually, that's uh, a very Josie. Josie, Josie. Excuse me, thank yeah. you. It, that's even that's one. Like it's not really. Uh, man, this Milano so hot back then. I was just thinking of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even the the music doesn't uh, yeah. hold up as well. Oh, no, that's not fair. The lyrics don't hold up as well, but it was a cool like storytelling song, uh, and, and that kind of holds up. But and that was the, I mean, I'm going back to those two singles specifically because they were their first singles from the way back. But even the stuff in the middle doesn't really age that well. Uh, I really don't think the, uh, anything from um, uh, all the small things. You know what I mean? Like that was just, end of the stage. That was nineteen ninety nine. Like anything from the middle albums really doesn't age. Didn't age that well. You know. Um, and and for, the, to, for actually, it's really different. Most of anything from the late nineties, mid to late nineties, doesn't age really. Like even like like their earlier early. early Early stuff. It's very, you know, it's obviously before uh, Travis Barker. Yeah. Um, it uh, you know, they had some songs where you know it's like okay, you know, for you know, they were young and whatever they were going through at mm-hmm. the time, you know, you know, pop punk. Yeah, pop punk. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. The the Green Day fad type of thing. Or it's that blew up. Oh yeah, Green Day. That'd be another one, but I, I think that that's a different category. You know, we could uh. Well, they put kinda, they they adapt. Mm-hmm. That one's tricky because people call them sellouts because they progressed, which is kind of unfair. You know what I mean? Mm. Because they they actually got a little better with time. Well, I'll say this: they age well better with time. But even though the first album, was, the first two albums were really, they're fun. They were great. They yeah. were great. Actually, I think they, you know, in retrospect, I think they held up better than Blink One Two. Like they're more re-listenable without embarrassment. Is that the way to say it? They're more re-listenable without embarrassment now than. Then I would say Blink was okay. like they have more songs that I could listen to and be oh yeah yeah this was cool as Blink really didn't like I don't th- like any mistakes perfect example I don't think I'd listen to anything from there and uh, but I would from you know what from I mean like Dookie Green Day from Dookie, Dookie yeah okay yeah. like say like being at a bar and fucking Basket Case came on and everybody just starts singing oh, because dude, it's a fucking classic. Was, it holds up better holds up better yeah, and even their their later albums in the early 2000s it aged better uh, well they changed their music obviously they got a little bit um anything American Idiot even American is, Idiot you know it's a I little think it was bit a concept album yeah I think so I think yeah well I mean even became a play and all that stuff you know yeah, yeah. but I mean that aged better because they changed their music better and I don't know if Blink did that I don't know I think they were still playing the kind of same shit um, because well, that self-titled album it came out around that same time, and it's uh, it was almost like at least for that album specifically, it was almost you know like they they aged with the music. It wasn't necessarily pop punk. They were trying to do what they did before. It, it was like at least uh, as far as uh, what you were used to hearing them play, it, it changed. Especially like the lyrics, you know, it was a little more grown up. It wasn't mm-hmm. just uh. Kind of immature, you know, just kind of goofing off shit. Then again, that's just me as a fan. And that had its time and place, but you know, the the kind of problem with that is that it does not age well. You know, having that kind of, and it's not just to say like that kind of punk mentality doesn't do that because it happens in the hip hop, pop punk, pop punk. It happens in the hip hop community as well. It happens in any genre where if you're kind of a certain persona that is great when you're um, an angry teenager. That's like that's all you you're relating to that so much, right? It doesn't age well if you're still acting that way when you're in your 30s and 40s. Right? Is the who still blowing up fucking hotel rooms? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not. You know they're not. Like, they grew the fuck up. You know you realize ah, well we were such dickheads back then. You know, 
um, you know, that, kind of mentality. That kind of attitude to have, where it's it's great because you're when you're a teenager and you're angsty and you're angry and you're oh, dude, I'm all about that speaks it. Speaks to you like, oh, I love this band. You know, they know what I feel like. Oh, you're, you're you know, you grow up and you're like, oh, that was cool at the time. They remind me, but now no, it doesn't really. No, I don't want to be. I don't want to be 30 years old playing in a fucking garage, man. You know, that, that doesn't reply anymore. Yeah. 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 The glory days are over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that applies to any genre of music where you just kind of like, it becomes cheesy. You know, even like, let's say, uh, ballads, you know, the fucking Celine Dion's of your age, you know. You listen to that old, you know, I'm using her as an example because she's probably more popular for that kind of genre, but... Using the old like ballads that she did, like they're they're cool, they're fun songs, but they're also like, oh my god, this is gonna be played on the wave, <laughs> you know, like this is yeah. so fucking cheesy. Do you remember Caving? Oh, dude, you know, yeah, hey, dude, I, I, like cheesy, just cheesy lyrics, cheesy is you know, and when you're a kid and you're listening, like, yeah, that's right, that's a good song, and then you're listening back now, I mean, it's still kind of fun in a fun making fun of it kind of way. Because you get it now, so you can kind of look back and kind of laugh at yourself. Yeah, but you can definitely like tell there someone's had a writer and tried to, like, this was so fucking pop produced. <laughs> Man, like, uh, I remember uh, being in, like, in a, like, it was in middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know? Like, I was I was very into adult contemporary. Uh-huh. Like, hey, big, you know? Oh, really? There was, like, Celine Dion, like... I probably still have tapes of shit recorded on That's hilarious. From way back yeah. when. I mean, well, I mean, Short Girl would be in that boat, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Love Short Girl. She's great. That uh, Tuesday Night Music Love album. Dude, I just saw, it was last night? No, the night before last night. She had a, she was playing recently, like in Louisiana or New Orleans or something. Uh-huh. But uh, she looked great. First of all, she looked great for her age. Like, I always thought she was so beautiful. Right. She's aged really well. And she was playing a live show, and it was fun. And I was like, man, I forgot she sang all these songs. I think she ended with "All I Want to Do Is Have Some Fun." Oh, nice! And I forgot she was that was her. But I was I I ended up watching. I just put it as a goof. Like, oh shit, Cheryl Crow's performing still. And I I watched the, it was I think it was probably Access TV, one of those uh, networks. Oh, okay. Where they play old concerts, but it was a recent concert. But I'm talking where they play like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. the whole thing, and I was like, oh shit, man. I was really I I forgot how much I was really into Cheryl Crow for a long time. You know. Um, what was the first I want to say a change a change will do you, I think it was the first video I ever saw from her a change will do you good mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about remember that song uh, I said a change a change will do you good will do you good you don't remember that song uh, I don't think so it was from like her early stuff but it was mm-hmm. one of her first videos and I just remember being like man I really like this girl uh, I it, remember the all I want to do video yeah yeah it was pretty and, um, if it makes you happy Oh, that Thank song you. was on my on one of my tapes. When I, bu- I bought the yeah. single. I still have that shit on tape. I think I got it from you, tape. so I could put that, <laughs> so I could put it on my double. When I started mixing my own mixtapes, oh yeah, 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 I think I got it for you. I had a lot of stuff that's that what I real mixtape is. Yeah, oh, tapes, shit, man, dude, tapes. not you playlist. Know, you know how many hours I spent listening to the Y one oh seven and K Rock? Oh, same. Just, just trying to get my song, exactly. a song I really like, and, shit, and the fucking DJ would talk over the intro. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd have it on my mixtapes, quote unquote. Dude, so good, time. dude. I loved, I loved being a kid growing up at the time I grew up because it was so much fun, man. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if it makes you happy, I always thought like, man, this is man one of the best songs of all time. And it exactly. aged well. And it's exactly. aged well, by the way. It's aged. I can still listen to that right now, and like, this is a good lyrics and it's good song, man. And and I don't feel embarrassed about liking this song. Yeah, you oh, know, I don't know, dude. Yeah. shit. It makes me. The why the hell am I so That's sad? sad. It's great, great. The music production, all that stuff. No, it's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, like you know, wait, like the 
the disc jockey like talking over the yeah the intro. I remember um like I don't I don't know why I was so obsessed with the song as Pearl Jam Daughter. Oh, okay. You know, like I remember I had recorded uh, her, it. That one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't call me daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because I saw him on SNL because they performed it. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck, I love that song. That's that one song." Yeah, you know. And I remember I was doing the same thing, you know, just like stand by the radio with the tape ready to go. I would do this thing where I would like press record but have it on pause, just because, like all you'd like, wait till the yeah, last like, minute, right? When you stop talking. Like, when, like, the song would come on, all I had to do is just lift the pause and it's right. already recording. Right, right, It's right. already recording. As opposed to, like, pressing down, like, the play button the same and time. the record button at the same time. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, like, I remember I recorded it once. I had gotten it. But it had a little overlap of the previous song. And yeah. I was like, I didn't like it. So, I was listening to the radio. I was like, oh, yeah, coming up, you know. Uh, K-Rock. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, we got Pearl Jam and this and that. I was like, oh, they're going to play Daughter right now. So, like, I did that thing, you know, and I'm waiting for it. Even though, like, they didn't say they were going to play Daughter. They just said they were going to play Pearl Jam. So, just, uh, like, I'm just waiting for it. And, you know, they do the K-Rock. Yeah. Whatever. And I let it go. And and it turned out to be fucking, um, I think it was Even Flow or something. okay. Like, a completely different song. So, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not the one I wanted. And I just recorded over, like, five (laughs) seconds of the song that I already had. You know, like, it was To redo it. It's like, shit, no, so I it's really even got flow it. and then a <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, daughter. <laughs> I remember shit, for the longest time I did that with cake. I uh, uh the oh, okay. distance going the distance. Oh, okay. So how does it start? Do you remember how it, it starts? Was, uh, the because uh, it's him vocally. At the starting line. Okay. <laughs> right at the starting line is the first lyric. Right. Well, I had because the DJ kept fucking talking, and I and I wanted to wait till it was done. So my song always started with the green light flashes, the flags oh, go up. Okay. Earning and burning the yearn curve cup, but there's a verse right before that that I always missed. But because I replayed my thing, I always only every time I hear that song, it still feels weird to me to hear that first, which is I think the at the starting line, at right? The starting line, yeah. The green the light flags flash go up. up. No, it's at the starting line. The green light flashes. The flags go up. Earning, but I only know it, and the rhythm fit for me. The rhythm fits can, yeah, okay. because if so, it, it fits with the green light flashes, the flags go up, earning and yearning. They burn for their cup. So the time fits with only those kind of lyrics. So it always feels weird to me whenever I still hear that song now, and I oh, it feels weird to me <laughs> when I hear that at the start. I was like, that's not supposed to be in there, <laughs> but it's only my own thing because I didn't record the whole thing. Right, right, right. So it's, <laughs> So the 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 sufferings of mixtapes that no one will ever know if, if you're unless exactly. you're a '90s kid. That's legit a '90s kid problem right there. Damn, I still got all, like all my mixtapes. I don't think I ever threw any of them out. I don't think I ever will. Yeah, I don't know if I'd ever go through them again to listen to them, but I'd it's be fun to too. it's fun to like. Oh shit, yeah, it's fun to hear the commercial. Like whenever I see like oh, old, yeah. old videotapes and the commercials are still on there, it's funny to see old. You know which one? I was on YouTube and I was watching something old, and they recorded a commercial they left on there. But it was for the Crossfire board game. It's not a board game. Some does throw shit or something? Or? Kind like a pinball, but okay. So this is what I remember because I remember the thing and I started laughing. But oh yeah, because the theme song for the game it was like a board game, but it was like a ball. It was like Crossfire, Crossfire, la 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 la. la. <laughs> That was like a metal song. Yeah, like a yeah, freaking... but it's just so bad. And it's two ki- two white kids, and they're dressed in black turtlenecks, and one's got sunglasses, and they're going at it. And it's just like, this is so fucking 90s. 
Crossfire. Crossfire. I was like, oh, Lord, do I remember this shit, man? <laughs> crossfire? Uh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Let's pop it up. Yeah. Are you looking for it? I'll yeah, I'm looking for it. Play it for you. <laughs> Cross, what do you put in a Crossfire commercial? Crossfire. Uh, was it board game or just oh, commercial? Oh, it came. It came. I put oh, it crossfire okay. commercial. Okay. Yep. Oh my god. Here it goes. Okay. So I'll play it right now. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I do remember this. <laughs> Doesn't like the lightning zap somebody at the end of it? I don't know. Oh, there you go. He twirls away. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck was that, I man? I probably had that like some old Simpsons tape that I recorded from way back when, man. Oh, man. I, I, I don't, I don't fucking... Buy it on eBay for $74.88. I bet I, bet I would have wanted that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, man, I got to buy Crossfire. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, they know so how weird. to market shit, you know? You yeah, know. Yeah, well, I was like, this is fun. Oh, this is man. a fun episode going down yeah, memory was, lane. Show was pretty funny. <laughs> Crossfire. We're coming up to the end. We only got about 10 minutes left, so. Oh, that's cool. Anything, any last minutes, last minute thing, anything Size pop in your crossfire, head? Crossfire, oh! hungry, hungry hippos. Remember the bit. Oh, Shrek, that, Shrek. Yeah, Shrek, Shrek bit. Thank you. Oh. Okay, so uh, now that I'm on YouTube, my daughter, uh, hold on a second, Shrek, uh, need a hero. Let's do that one. Shrek 2, New Hero. They do changes too, right? Yeah, they did a lot. They did, uh, I mean, a lot of old school stuff. It was really good. I'm done with the all soundtracks the are awesome. Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They did uh, uh, Paul McCartney, Live and Let Die. Um, so we're watching a uh, fucking commercial. We're watching uh, Shrek 2. For whatever reason, we started getting into the Shrek movies again, like rewatching them. Mm-hmm. And some of them are available on Hulu, and we have most of them. And, and like, yeah, these are solid movies. And Actually, the Shrek movies are satires. Satires mm-hmm. on animation movies, you know, and, oh, okay. uh, Dis- specifically Disney animation. They're making fun of those kind of movies. Um, but the song comes out for "We Need a Hero," and we kind of start like laughing, like, "Yeah, this song's tight." And then Gwen tells me, like, "Look up that song on YouTube." I'm like, "Why?" Like, just look at the song on YouTube and check out the comment section. And I start going through them, and I start laughing in tears. And it's most of these people like, uh, oh my god, this song is fire! Oh my god, this song changed my life. <laughs> like Shrek Two, I can't though. And I start going through them, and I'm like, oh my god, these people think this. And it's a lot of kids, and these people think that this Shrek Two is crazy. And she's sort of like, yeah, check out comments for Shrek Two. I started looking at them when I was looking up songs just to listen to them. And I started looking at this comment section, and oh my god! And I started busting up like I gotta put this on the podcast. So, <laughs> so that's what this is. So right now I looked up Shrek Two. I need a hero, and it's that you know I need a hero, and then you know hero going through the night. You know that song, right? Mm. Uh, so let me go through the comment section and see if <laughs> they'll make me laugh again. Like, oh, this was the most intense scene of my entire childhood. Oh my god. <laughs> that's what I got. Uh, not to be dramatic, but this was the most intense scene. Of my <laughs> <childhood>. Another one. <laughs> Uh, Shrek 2 was honestly the best Shrek movie ever made. Uh, name a more iconic cover. <laughs> That's another. Uh, if you play this at 11.59.05 on New Year's Eve, Eve, the fairy godmother, says, hit it right at midnight. <laughs> uh, it's 3 a.m. What am I doing? <laughs> another. People, why are you crying? I just need a hero from Bonnie Tyler. 
<laughs> it's nothing. Also, me, rest in peace, Mr. Gingerbread Man. <laughs> I came to watch Jamie Lannister dance. Wasn't disappointed. <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. Uh, Attack on Titan 3 looks so good. Covers are never better than the original. Oh, really? <laughs> Stupid! <laughs> Probably the most epic scene of all time, Shrek franchise. Uh, let me see. C minor. Put it in C minor. Pianist played a G minor chord. <laughs> okay, that's a very meta uh, musician's joke right there. Um, Shrek 1, okay. Shrek 2, amazing. Shrek 3, ending. Uh, Shrek 4, terrible movie, I guess. Uh, let me see what else. Let me. I'll go through a few more, but these aren't really good. Do yourself a favor and go through these. Uh, this is um, this is easily the greatest scene in any movie ever. Oh my god! <laughs> Shrek or otherwise, even as an eighteen-year-old, <laughs> I still get goosebumps watching this. <laughs> oh my lord! Um, what the fuck? Let man? me see what else, what else. Who thought Meryl oh. Streep could sing? Um, I guess everybody. I guess. I don't know. Was it Mama Me? Is that a Mama Me joke? Maybe I don't know. Uh, till this day, I'm still hyped about this scene. I actually prefer the original. Let me see. The original. Oh, okay. This damn. This guy went hard. My God, I have never realized how fantastic this scene was when I was a kid. I have always loved it, but I never realized how every element of this climax was perfect for the song. The pacing, the intensity, they seriously couldn't... Oh, no, read more. They seriously could not have made it any better. Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, let me see. I want to read that guy's bio. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> um, let me see. This is what you hear entering heaven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I got to play this song for everybody at home while we're... What? Just so everybody knows. Oh, my God. I'd like to dedicate this song to Princess Fiona and Prince Shrek. Fiona, my princess, would you honor me with a dance? Where have all the good men gone and where are all the good Let's see if it's as good as these comments are saying. <laughs> so far, that doesn't work. Fiona, my dearest, if there's one thing I know, it's that love is full of surprises. Late at night, I toss and I turn and I dream of what I need. Hit it! <laughs> <laughs> That's all <laughs> Almost like a... Um... Oh, yeah. Is that Yeah. Not the gumdrop button! <laughs> you know what? I'm agreeing with these comments. <laughs> so far, so good, man. <laughs> Mongo. Take a soup 
And Jackie, just, I turn around and look at Jackie to give her that like, fucking like, <laughs> this bitch didn't get it type of thing. But like, I'm making fun of you. She's yeah. like, and she just was like rolling her fucking eyes like, oh my God, <laughs> stop. But, <laughs> oh, good, but, uh, this, uh, I did, you know, I did that all the time, but I did that with, uh, uh, I've already, you know, you seen Finding Nemo? Yeah. Okay. So you know that he has like a little fin, I guess, whatever. Well, so one Is regular like one and one little one, right? Well, I went to, <laughs> I went to the Disney store. And I bought a big Nemo, uh, like a pillow-sized Nemo. And then I, <laughs> I remember when I, I, I obviously I know the movie, I seen the movie, but I went to the one told the 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 waitress, what do you call him? Fucking customer. I'm sorry, cashiers. Cashiers, yeah, yeah. Whatever, cashier. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I think I think this one's messed up. I don't know if you want to keep selling these, but look at look. This one has a little fin. This one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like this one's messed up. This one look the fins not the same. <laughs> it's not lucky or anything. No, no, no. But I'm doing it straight face, yeah, doing yeah, the whole yeah. thing, right? And then she's like, "Oh no, no, it comes like that." And then the the the, the moms behind me were like, "No, no, sweetie, that's how they go. That's all. <laughs> they come like that. That's he's supposed to be like that. Like, oh no, no, look, this one's re-. and I'm like playing along. This side's regular and this one's little. I think they messed up. Um, you know that kind of thing. He's like, no, 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 sorry. That's how the movie. Is. I was like, oh. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but like, who's that joke for? Who? 
Who's gonna? Why am I doing that? Like, oh, for podcast purposes. Yeah, I guess. But no one's gonna know that. Fucking like that. It's not like I'm making her laugh. Or there's not. You're not next to me laughing at it, right? It'd be what different you if you even even the movie theater cashier one. Like I'm looking back at Jackie's. You know, I'm kind of making that joke for Jackie or the kids. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, Puss in Boots is not a fucking porno. They're not showing it there. But like, who am I making that joke for? Because no one's getting it. Everyone. T- Stop this fucking uh, ignorant dad that doesn't know the movie and just like, oh, right, I'm complaining right. about something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I remember, like, why am I, why did I do that? <laughs> like, performance art? That's like a very Andy Kaufman-ish type of I mean, thing, when you right? think about it, it's like you see an opportunity, like, oh, this is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, oh, like, if nobody else can appreciate it, at least you know you can. Yeah. And just, just for the sake that you made it happen in what? the universe. Well, yeah, know. maybe for the universe. <laughs> Why didn't I tell you anybody? Know. Like, oh, guys, I'm just kidding. No, I didn't even do that. I, just... I know, because <laughs> I think it gives you like, some so, some sense of like, gratification. Like, I just walked oh, this away. Is good, like, I walked away giggling to myself. Like, exactly. it's funny for one person. <laughs> Why didn't like they're they're gonna go on with their day and i know like what's the, the dad is oh my god the dad didn't know but i'm th- to me it makes me laugh the fact that <laughs> that i'm playing a joke on them and they don't know it right that's right. so stupid though i don't Again, know over uh, head. i don't know man that part that i mean well that not that part but that 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 thing whatever i did i don't know performance art whatever it always reminded me of uh man on the moon oh i was just thinking of andy kaufman because he did the same type of shit the right? part where he uh he's making people get off their chairs to adjust the television set because oh, yeah. he, he purposely put the static tracking thing yeah yeah, yeah in in the like where and he to him it was funny to him and danny DeVito, it was funny that People would get off and hit their television stuff. It was because they think there's something wrong with, with it. With their television yeah. set, and it's really just them doing that whole tracking thing. And that part, I, that part always made me laugh. But that, see, I even get that because there's at least one other person in on that joke. Like, why, why, why'd I do that Nemo joke <laughs> without even saying what? Tell you, man, for podcast. The oppor- yeah, the opportunity was there, and I just, like, oh, I had to do it. Like, even if you, like, even, like, regardless if uh, nobody ever found out about it, like, if you never told the story to yeah. anybody. Like you can think about it like later on where and like man, remember that up? like remember that one time about that story? Why didn't I do that? Oh yeah, right. It's I no, think no just regrets. because like it's such a good opportunity, just yeah, like it presented itself. Like I had to do it, if not for anybody, because nobody was there, but myself, for myself. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Have you ever done anything like that? Like where uh, it's it's literally a joke just for you, or maybe one other <sighs> person, but it's nobody else is getting it but you, and you're just kind of in on it, you know? Uh. I don't know if it makes sense or if it even applies, but I remember it was in high school. Um, we did, like, one of those uh, North Korea farm things. Yeah. And, like, I think there was this package where, like, you know, where you could, like, show up early. And there's, like, you know, like a little catering hall where there's, like, food and this and that, you know. Okay, like I, a I dinner. Did it with, yeah. yeah. You know, like, I did it with my friends. <clears throat> so, like, I used to have this thing I used to do, you know, where I would... Uh, Wear like a lot of long sleeves, uh-huh. and I just like tuck in my arm inside my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did, I had my friend. You know, I would do that, and I uh, had my friend. He would tie like my my loose uh, loose arm or whatever, like yeah. in a knot. Yeah. So it's just like it just looks like it one looked arm. real, you know, yeah. just the way that I had it, <laughs> where I just had like a, a little stub, like it looked like I had my arm amputated. Obviously, right, right, That's right. The whole purpose. So what I did... Here comes Vietnam vet Lofi, right? Yeah. So, like, I didn't have, like, a backstory or anything, oh, okay. you know? So it was, like... So, like, you know, we are like, you know, getting seated or whatever, and I did that. And I remember a couple of my friends were already, like, like, what are you doing, you know? Because <laughs> it, it was almost like a little buffet, you know? Yeah. 
So like you know, I still have to like go up and serve myself. So I, so I told my friend like, just do it, just do it, just do it, because because the girls they were yeah. the ones like, getting all like, like what are you doing? You know like, like I'm not gonna get your food for you. Like, just, shit like was that, this you know? uh, Evelyn and Melissa? Uh, Melissa might have been there. Yeah, but I remember it was like like uh, a couple of other you know friends. I don't think Evelyn was there. Not that I remember, but Melissa might have been there. So, um, so whatever, you know, I had like one of my friends just tie. He's like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, just do it, just do it. <laughs> so I'm just sitting down on my table with my plate because I think people had to go up in turns yeah. to go get themselves served. So I was like, what is this? <laughs> so like, I'm like sitting up at like the, 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 the buffet bar or whatever. You yeah. Know? And then there's this like lady that comes up next to me. And she's like, oh, hi, you know, how's it going, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Could you serve me? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no. Like that, you know. Because it was like in, like, split second type shit. She looks at me. She looks at the place. She looks at my arm. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you like? Would you like some salad? You want some chicken? You know? I was like, oh, yeah, that's good, you know. Like, I think maybe once I just kind of, like, look back at my table, like... <laughs> I didn't laugh and make a face. It's giving that eye. Like, like, don't doubt me. You know, so I'm like, so I'm walking back with like a full plate. Oh, wow. So I'm like, you know, we finished eating. And then by the end of the night, I was like, hey, man, untie me. So like, oh, no. I untie myself, yeah. you know, like I get my arm back out. So I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much for helping me, you know, oh, <laughs> to wow. the lady that was like, that helped me serve. And then she walked out. It's like, oh yeah, no problem. What? <laughs> that, that was it. Like, oh man, I wonder what happened to that lady. Now I'm curious know, what her man. story is. That's it's funny. like one of those things where should I feel guilty about it? Like I, I don't like say I don't really believe in karma. Yeah, necessarily. I don't subscribe to that theory at all. But uh, <laughs> that's one of my worst. Like that to me. That when people say karma's a bitch, it's up there with the whole like if you don't like me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> As the two fuck you statements. I, 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 I agree. I can't stand when people say uh, karma's a bitch. Like, number one. I don't think that's the. That life karma's supposed that to be way. about peace and enlightenment. Number fuck you. No, and number two, like, that. It's it just like. No one wants to say this because we're, we're translating on beliefs, but it's a superstition. Mm-hmm. Every, right. All this stuff is. Right, right, right. I, I always argue with Jackie because, you know, we threw away, like, a crucifix one time that was broken. What mm-hmm. the fuck we have when a crucifix is broken? And this is from her old house. She didn't want to throw it away. Cause In she's the blue stupid. house? No, no, no. Before, her, her house. Oh, okay. When we were teenagers. Okay. Like, give me that fucking bullshit. I'll throw it away. You don't want to throw it away because you're superstitious? Oh, my God, dude. And that's really what it is. And no one wants to call anything dealing with religion as a superstition. Right. It applies the same thing with karma because it's an Eastern religion. Dude, it's a, it's a, let's be real. It's just a super. It's like, are you Buddhist all of a sudden? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, where, wait, where does that even come from? Karma, uh, the wheel of Dharma, the uh, which is Hinduism. Okay, so it's yeah. not Buddhism. No, I mean it can. I mean, this is very closely related. That whole like twelve folds fast, twelve folds path. That whole thing. No, but yeah. it was just so funny the to me. Like, uh, of but I I do that all the time where like. Not just even jokes, like even lying. Sometimes I just do it just to lie, and then like I'll confess like a month later, just to be like, ha ha ha, trick folds you. Like the other day, uh, like I threw away a bunch of corn, like cans of corn. <laughs> Not That's kidding. Funny. It was like first I was I was mad because like why do you even buy this? We don't even eat corn. 
and it was there for like two months on this like cha- on the chair we have right by the fridge, mm-hmm. and like this is stupid. I uh, whatever. I was just like, why is he even sitting there? This is taking up space, and I'm really, I'm not into this whole like. Uh, I really like to clear things out all the time. I even yeah, throw away yeah. like old clothes, old t-shirts. I, I'm not really. Every like couple months, I'll just clear shit. Oh shit! Hold on a second. I, I, every couple now, I'll just clear shit out and whatever. I just like to things organized and neat, ninety percent, ninety degree angle type of shit, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then like oh, this is stupid. I was clearing out a bunch of shit, cleaning the can's room, telling them to get rid of this flogging bullshit. I cleared out and I threw away this can of corn that was sitting there, and like one can had been used out of like twenty, and I threw it away. And this is like two weeks ago. No one even noticed. And then like three days ago, I was, Jackie's trying to make something to eat and trying to use corn, and and then she's like, "Where did this? Where did the, all the corn? And then we have a bunch of corn. Where did it go?" And I got so mad. <laughs> It, in my head, I got so mad because I'm like, you. Th- I threw it away like two weeks ago, and you're barely fucking noticing. And then you're making a deal out of it. Fuck you, you know that's something. But they're like, what corn? Like, then we have a bunch of. Oh yeah, we. And I'm like, oh yeah, we did. Where where did it go? Someone threw it. Where, what the fuck's where is that? Like I don't know. What <laughs> the whole day? Um, What'd you do? Yeah, that's what I'm playing. And then like, I'm I'm yelling at not yelling, but I'm like, kids, kids, come here. And I know I did it. I mean, I fucking threw it away like two weeks ago when I was clearing shit out. What happened to the, you know, I'm like that. I'm going with it. What happened to this? And they're like, I, I don't know. I haven't noticed it. I haven't know. Is it missing? I thought we, yeah, everyone's like that. I'm like, where is it? It kind of disappeared. And I'm playing a lot. And I'm like, I, you know, your your mom, when she came over, your brother, where, you know, maybe they did. I don't know. Dude, what's going on? I don't know. Whatever. And, and, for like days and then finally I, I i was you know drunk like a couple of days ago i was drunk and i was like hey i do it at court <laughs> and this is a nice night we're like sleeping in the bed together we just had sex you know we're like you know this is the night you know, we're like, we're just, like hey it just randomly i remembered like hey baby remember that corn i threw it away i threw it away like a month ago so and you barely noticed like a, and then you got on because she was really mad about it she was like i was trying to make a recipe she was really mad because like i'm trying to make this and i need corn <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. Like a few, like two, three days later, whatever. We're just lying in bed. We're kind of talking. And we're and we're kind of silent. We're nothing. Like we're about to go to bed. We just, you know, oh my god. We just finished coming. We're just about to go to bed. I mean, it's that moment. And we're like, hey, man, I fucking threw away that coat. <laughs> She's like, I knew it. She's like, I knew it. You didn't know shit. You didn't, know, you didn't even know it was. You didn't even know it was missing. I, I threw it away like months ago. Fuck you, you know. But it was oh just, my god! But I remember like when I was lying. Like, why did I do that? I'm not playing a joke on anybody. I'm just doing lying to her, just a lie. <laughs> oh, I could have. When she asked where the corn got, I could have. Oh, I threw it away, man. That shit was in the way. What do we? I could have just said that, but no. <laughs> I oh, made this whole shit, thing. Man. I pretended to get mad at the kids. You know, <laughs> this whole time. Like, why? Why did I do that? I don't know. Just for that moment, when we're gonna be just like, oh, hey man, I threw it. Yeah. Away. <laughs> Well, we gotta, I think we gotta end it there. Um, oh, that was a good one, man. This was a one. great old school episode, man. No <laughs> gas, just me and Loaf shooting the shit, talking shit. Um, yeah, man. This oh, has been man. Snooze and Booze, man. Bringing you truths, tooths, and pretty good Bluetooths. <laughs> <laughs> there you go.